All right, perfect. We got PP up here on stage. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? You know, hey, I I just wanted to start a random space. I was literally sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going to start a space called The Power of Memes because I feel like memes are a real thing. I mean, bro, we've got a guy named PP McGee on stage. (laughs) So, you know, like, I, I feel like you... If anybody's going to understand this and resonate with this topic, it's going to be you. I've got zero planned agenda for this topic. If you're in the audience and you're expecting, you know, massive amount, you know, like a pure outline and agenda for what we're going to talk through today, you're in the wrong space. I would leave right now, step down, step out of here, save yourself the time. It might be two or three hours worth of just, you know, following our hearts instead of following a path. Sometimes that's what you have to do in this world. And I felt like it's only fitting, especially with the topic of the power of memes. Um, so yeah, PP, how are you doing today, man? What is going on in your world? Um, appreciate having you back up here. Uh, always, man. Um, yeah, I'm actually working on a meme video right now while watching uh, Blur Floors and defending <laughs> meme NFTs. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, the power of the meme is strong. I think, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I kind of got into Pudgy a long time ago uh, was the meme game. Uh, Like, everyone in there is just absolute geniuses. And so uh, I I hopped into Pudgy and started making memes. And when the new team took over, I came on as, like, their chief meme officer. And so we have, like, a group of meme makers and... Um, I help them and I do meme schools. So if you're a pudgy penguin holder, uh, I do these things in discord where I will teach you how to uh, keyframe. I'll teach you how to uh, edit. Uh, Cause my specialty is uh, keyframe video editing. Um, I'm good with photo memes too, but um, yeah, man, power of memes is strong. I actually speaking about it uh, this year at NFT NYC about how important it is for like, if you're starting a project, uh, to find those people in your community who love your project so much that they're going to meme it. Um, finding those people and leaning into them is uh, crucial to make it because like, honestly we're selling pictures back and forth for thousands of dollars. That alone is a meme within itself. So you really, really need to uh, see the, uh, the, the power of memes um, as you called your space and lean into it. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I, I mean, like, again, I, I love that you hopped up here because as you said, your resume is top notch as far as me making abilities and me generation. So if you've not checked out, this man has some fire videos that he puts out there. Um, you know, not to say that it, said not to say those pictures aren't top notch but i'm gonna go ahead and give the nod to your videos over if i had to pick one or the other as the form of content that you put out there those videos man i mean i can tell they put like they take a lot of work but do they they are worth it because they get me laughing every single time um yeah thanks man i'm uh, of course man um with that also we've got somebody else new up on stage who I would say has never been up on one of my spaces and one of the stages before, but I'd be lying because Frito last night, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Fredo Frito, I'm going to go with Frito, um, or FR, like three stack bars, do, golf, one or the other. 
Um, came up on the space stage last night, you know, right before it wound down. And as I was about to kick it over to them, immediately stepped down. I like, I don't know if it was an accident for the request. Maybe they fell asleep on the request button. I brought them up and then they freaked out about it. I've done that before. You know, I'm not here to judge, but I am here to recognize that you were here once before. So this will be your first opportunity to actually speak. I'm going to hand it over to you again. And you know, like, Hey, if you need to step down again, if this was an accident one more time, we all get it. You know, this is about the power of memes. And if that's what your role in this space is, you know, to basically whiff on every single punt, completely get it. But welcome up to the stage, Frito. Let's fucking go. Yo, thank you for that uh, shout out there. And it is funny that that's how you uh, know me as. But no, that was actually completely an accident. Um, I, 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 I don't even want to lie. I did not hear you call me. Uh, sorry about that, uh, Khalil. But I will say uh, thanks for bringing me up. I do love your content. Shout out Wonky Stonks. Um, but look, the power of memes. Um, I actually made a tweet maybe about a week or two ago, and I personally believe memes are the blue chip of the internet, and Khalil, I'll pin that up. Uh, just give me an emoji if, I, if that's good to go. Um, but yeah, I do think uh, the power of memes is very strong, right? Like, we could go back, look at Doge, um, look at Neon Cat, or Nyon Cat, whatever you guys call it. There's just so many memes, right, that kind of transcend time, that they're funny no matter when you see them. And that's really the power of memes, especially here on, in the NFT world, uh, which is where I'm really interested in, right? That's where more of, most of my content kind of revolves around. Um, projects with good memeing, those are, you know, extremely strong projects. I mean, look, let's look at the Sappy Seals. Those are shit posters, almost a new variation of meme, right? Like the shit posting, uh, kind of like a one-liner type um, memes. And then there's another project that I'll mention, the Smalls on Ethereum. If you guys are familiar with them, they have a very strong community where it's it's a pixelated Pepe. And they make memes with that, right? Like they buy the NFT, they hold it, and they make memes with it. And th those are the types of memes uh, that I think are great for the space. Uh, I'll keep it short, but Khalil, let me know if I could pin those tweets up uh, just to give you guys some references. Uh, and again, thank you for having me up. Excited to see where this space goes. Yeah, you know, I'm excited to see where this space goes as well. You're definitely welcome to pin it up there. I mean, if it's pure shit, then I'll remove it. But, uh, you know, I'll give you the opportunity. We'll see. Um, we'll see whether the memes match the quality. And, you know, hey, I'll even say this. If somehow it does not pass my test, I will leave it to the stage and to the audience as well. We'll throw up some, you know, some emojis if I feel that it's questionable content of whether to remove it or not. You know, we'll get there. But in the meantime, you guys can check it out, see if it sparks anything for the conversation. I'm excited about it one way or the other. Um, you know, all four adding topics to a completely topicless space. You know, again, entering into this, I literally was just sitting there on my couch. I just finished some movie. It was a good movie. I needed a break, like, you know, slept in this morning. Realized I probably shouldn't keep doing these spaces till like 2 or 3 a.m. because it completely burns me out the next morning. <laughs> um so anyway, like, you know, kind of took it easy today, recharged, refreshed. And I was like, you know, I need to kick, kick up a space. Now's a good time. What should the title of it be? NFTs and the power of memes. So here we are. Thank you for providing the content. Thank you for coming up here uh, because I really do feel that memes are at the center 
of the NFT landscape. I, I mean, they're a core part of it. But as you said, the power of memes didn't start with NFTs. Uh, I mean, look at Doge and look at Shiba, you know, Shiba Inu as perfect examples, right? Like, you know, I feel like Doge especially really started to ramp up. You know, I mean, heck, if you look at the timing of it, they're at the end of uh, uh, the end of 2020, entering into 2021. That was before Top Shot really even came to be. And you look at the volume in the NFT market, Top Shot really wasn't even there. You know, punks were doing a little bit in the fall, but I mean, they weren't really doing too much yet. So again, power of memes has been around. It's been a thing. It's driven value for a long time. Um, with that, I've also got somebody else new to one of the stages, but, you know, not new to our hearts, who has a meme name in and of itself, Mr. Funky Donk. Funky Donk, how is it going today? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. It's nice to actually hear your voice. I've been uh, I've been familiar with your work and wonky songs for a long time, but uh, it's been awesome uh, to be part of uh, groups with you now and Abba Show uh, and all that stuff. But uh, I love this topic. In fact, I was just doing a space last night. Um, I do a space, uh, weekly space called Keeping NFTs Weird with uh, Pooh from Etherorks. And we talk about this stuff all the time. And the funny thing is, people in the audience may or may not know, but PP and I used to work together way back when at a, at a show that kind of specialized in highlighting the early meme world uh, called Attack of the Show. And, you know, memes are something that, like, what's fascinating to me about memes, there's a couple things. One, I think they've become the language of the internet, right? And what's interesting is that there's new languages that pop up all the time. And, like, each one, you have to kind of know the specific language of and what, how to use it and what makes sense. And then, two, I think with NFTs specifically, there's two different things here. One is, like, uh, communities like penguins or, 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 like, pudgies or anything that can, like, kind of tap into the power of it's really interesting, but then there are also projects that launch entirely out of memes or by memes. And those are really interesting because like sometimes they'll, they'll hit the timing perfectly. They'll shoot right up and then the meme dies out super fast, right? It's like a living being, like it kind of comes and goes. It's definitely like an organism. Like I think of it like, uh, is something feeding the meme? How big is this meme going to get? How many people are doing it? How many people are tweeting it? Like it's all super interesting to me to watch the, I guess I call it the life cycle of a meme, right? Because, you know, after a while, if you post older memes, people are like, oh, that's, you're, you're behind the times. You need to figure out what the next thing is. It's, it's a super interesting time. Oh, first off, I think it's really interesting that you and PP did work together in real life outside of this. Love that. Uh, w one quick aside before we dive into the rest of what you said, because it's all great. I just don't want to forget this. Who brought who into the crypto Twitter space or did y'all randomly stumble across each other and then you were like, oh, shoot, like I actually know you. It's the funniest story. I don't know, PP, I think this is what happened. You can tell, but I think weirdly, I think I started following PP. So I got into the NFT space in January of 2021 originally because my friend Brian Brinkman, who I also used to work with, um, uh, very quickly, backstory about me. Uh, I worked at Attack the Show, and then I worked at the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show for a long time. I I am doxxed now. I doxxed myself about two weeks ago, but I was undoxxed for about a year and a half. So Brian Brinkman, the, the Art Blocks artist, the very awesome, you know, very cool NFT artist, was originally my graphics artist at, uh, at Fallon. So he got me into NFTs. And then I think PP was, I don't, PP, did I, I don't think I knew who you were when I followed the PP account, right? 
Didn't we have No, that? you yeah. didn't. Yeah, it was the weirdest it's, thing. So it's pretty funny. Like, that's, that is the definition of power of the memes. Because, like, Fonky uh, used to be, like, the executive producer of the show I interned for. And, like, we knew, we've known each other for, shoot, good lord, it's going to probably uh, yeah, um, it's crazy yeah and so he was following my pp account from his doxed account and i was following his funky account from pp and then i messaged him i was like hey i think i think we know each other and so yeah that's kind of how it's memes brought us together uh and so that's that's how important memes are in web three, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, long lost friends who haven't seen each other since 2008 are now uh, friends on web three because of memes. See, that's amazing. Love the story. Ponky. Uh, I heard you had something else you want to add to it. Oh, no. I mean, I think the interesting thing is just that I feel like it, it, it's a perfect example of what Pee was just saying is that like I've met so many. The reason I wanted to start off doxed, uh, undoxed in the space that I wanted to be a non was I wanted to see what it would be like to try to create kind of a not a new persona. Like it was still going to be me, but like to be uh, to start from scratch because I was lucky enough to get on Twitter in like 2008, 2007. Like I'm uh, very old for this space. But in, so I've got my dox handle has like 30,000 followers. And I was like, ah. I think I'm going to try starting over. And like one of the coolest things about doing that was like building up a following and people who you follow from scratch and you kind of get to know the people. And, and it was just one of those things where like a PP was one of the people I followed from my docs account. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to follow this person from my, from my new account as well. And it just kind of grew from there. So yeah, it was very funny. PP, by the way, also responsible for getting me into Pudgies pretty recently um, but I have to shout out the Pudgies community and, and all the stuff Pudgies are doing because I think they're pretty awesome and, and I'm a big fan of like what Luke is doing in general. So I think that's a, an awesome community as well. Yeah, I would agree with you completely there. Um, you know, funny thing is, if it weren't for the Pudgies, I probably wouldn't have ever crossed paths with PP. So again, thankful for that. A um, little bit of the opposite at hand there, but still similar, you know, something along the web three lines that, you know, led to some type of connection that honestly in another bear market probably wouldn't have been there, you know, the one without NFTs. So thankful for the evolution of the space. Um, Something I want out of everybody that's listening in here, you know, I like, if this is going to be NFTs and the power of memes, I want to post some fire ass memes up at the top of this thread uh, I mean, of this space. So share your favorite memes in the comment. Just click that little purple bubble there in the corner. Um, we'll go through that and we will add up some of those memes as we see them. And, you know, hey, we, we might even talk through some of them, but, you know, we'll show love where it is due. Drop some of the good memes that have, you know, either impacted, resonated with you, whatever it is. I want to hear it because, again, we've got zero topics lined out for this space. We are shooting from the hip here. And anything that you add as far as potential, you know, for NF, like, I don't know. I, I think there's just so so many places that we can go with this. I'm open to whatever you guys put out there. Um, with that, you know, let me go ahead and kick it over to Elok. Elok, thank you for joining. How are you doing today? Love the, love the, uh, gazer, by the way, on your, your pengu. Yo, thanks. I'm doing good. Um, so memes, like, I, like, love the memes in, like, Bitcoin. 
like last bear market kind of just like stuck to the center with Bitcoin. Everyone like did DeFi. And then like I saw the NFTs and I was like, oh, these are like all Ponzi's. Like, you know, you got to get the right one. Like apes seem legit. And then I saw the penguins. But like it like took over my timeline, like the memes. And like I'm like, okay, I'm like buying the top here. <laughs> like I shouldn't, but I need a penguin for like my identity. Because like I had laser eyes at one point, which is cool and all, but like just like digital identity of the penguin. And then like I don't know. I saw that one video with who made that video? Where it was like that video game and it had like Kobe in it. That shit was so funny. And then so like I'd done video production like PPU a while back and I had kind of gotten out of phase of that. But like I started making memes again. So like it was really fun because like I got to be creative and it was like, you know, like not very artistic, but like just enough to like get an idea out and like use Photoshop. So I started doing a lot of memes for penguins, did some for like chubby friends, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like I think memes are like super powerful, and like NFTs are like way better at it than like broader crypto Twitter. And I just have like such a blast. And like when we got in the Basho, um, we would like like at the beginning we like came up with like no Basho for like everyone else and then a basho and so like i just started making a ton of memes and then i remember like seeing the floor price like move up a bit from like the memes i made like this is so hilarious that like i'm like changing the floor price with like stupid memes <laughs> it's like yo but i mean it, it does happen though right because if you think about it this is an attention-based economy and what do people want to see? They want to get on the timeline. They want to see funny shit. Like, it's that simple, right? Whenever you're getting on the phone, whenever you're doing something like that, whenever you're scrolling through the timeline, you know, as much as we all love the threaders, not everybody loves reading through the threads, right? Like, so, you know, there's a time and there's a place for that. And again, I say that as somebody that does drop more threads than I do memes. So, you know, I'm, hate on myself there with that one, but I understand the audience, right? Like I understand what drives, you know, what, what's powerful in this space. And you even look at it. I, I think it's important to know, and we can't really have this conversation without doing it, but look at, you know, if, if I think he's not no longer the wealthiest, but the former, the man formerly known as the wealthiest man in the world, Elon Musk, um, the artist formerly known as the wealthiest man in the world, Elon Musk. What is one of his signatures? It is the memes that he posts. That's what he does online. That's what's polarized him in a sense from so many people are the memes that he's posted. But it's still the way that he communicates. And I feel like if you're doing it, like if it's happening at that level, I mean, you see the power for what what happened with it. I mean, just look at Doge, right? Like Doge, I don't think would have ever happened there's a reason why Elon picked it because he thought it was funny, right? So, you know, like what else was there that was truly driving the value of Doge? It was the meme, memeable aspect. Um, Dioji, welcome up to the stage. How are you doing today? Would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. I'm going to be honest. I'm at work and I was doing some work and I completely missed the topic. What are we talking about? <laughs> the power of memes like your response in and of itself is a meme so thank you you played into the topic perfectly i appreciate that i love memes dude they uh they 
power so many things and like half the time they go to zero but if they don't like they build the strongest communities and that's undeniable you know i agree with that and i'm sitting here thinking about it and i don't know whether i'm going to do it or not yet we'll see i'm 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 tempted though for this space to either give away a a wonky stonks or b a feet picks do a basically a tweet out about the space and get it rolling um i don't know i i guess either could be appropriate question is what do i want to part with like number one i don't know if i want like as much as i love the meme of the feet pics i'm kind of done sharing pictures of the feet pics itself it just you know as, as funny as the meme is i'm not going to let myself get tagged it's not safe for work again um but you know the wonky stonks in and of themselves like a lot of people don't give them credit for being memes, but I still think it's a meme that, you know, the JPEG of a stonk of the picture of the price action and everything else happening with it with the generative art is a meme, right? Like, you know, when you're talking about collecting JPEGs of the stonk and the price action rather than any real stonks themselves, I, I think it's like there is memeability in and of itself that's built into that. Even if it's not the traditional you know, the traditional framework of a meme, you know, it is the concept behind it that turns it into a meme. So I'm curious, what do you guys think truly constitutes a meme? What doesn't, you know, is it all about perception or is there a, you know, a critical standard for what qualifies and what doesn't? D.O.G., you've got your hand up. I think one thing that like really plays into it. Oh, you can hear my alarm going off one second. <laughs> one thing that really plays into it is like having something that's repeatable. So like with uh, the sappy seals, you know, you had uh, everyone commenting like buy a seal coward. You know, the pudgy penguins early in the day. You had uh, I am my or yeah, I am my penguin. My penguin is me. Now with wonky stonks, you know, we're always saying wonky stonks are inevitable. You just need, like, something that is repeatable that someone's like, I like this community. I want in. I like that. Funky Dunk, what you got? Uh, my other thing about it means is I think I, – maybe I mentioned this earlier. Is I think it has to do with momentum, right? Like, how how is it how is it taking off, right? Like, there's a lot about it is, like, what is the image? What is the phrasing? What is the thing? And where is it at in its momentum cycle? Like – I think it weirdly it's a lot like either a, a stock or a or an NFT price, right? Like you can see memes that take off and they go crazy and then they crash really fast because they were maybe just they flamed out too fast. Or there's some that just stay and they go up and they stick around and they're and they're, you know, the meme floor price holds. Like it's really interesting to look at memes as they first start and see like where they kind of begin at and and watch watch like the spread of them too, right? Like, you know, obviously everything that's tied into memes is, is virality is tied in as well and how quickly it spreads. But sometimes like the best memes are ones that like that spread a little bit more slowly and are like kind of inside jokes and then spread out. And then, you know, the other thing that's always great and I'm sure every community has this is there are some memes that like no one outside of the community will get, but will always be super meaningful to the community itself. Like I'm a pretty big part of a, the anonymized community and there's one of our members there who uh brought his girlfriend onto a space once and her name was judy and so like judy just became like this incredible meme within our community 
where like she came on and I can't remember what she said, but it just became like this thing where we, we went so far as in the discord to create a bot that could mention when you mentioned Judy it would pop up with stuff. So like, I think there's different kinds of memes, but to me, a big part of it is how fast do they take off? Why do they take off? And what does their life cycle look like? I love it, man. Kick it over to Ox Karate real quick. Then we'll go to Goody and then PP. What's up? Um, yeah, I, I love that, like that inside uh, Joe kind of take that Fonky has. Um, but I also think like a really good meme is, is also like hated by a good amount of people. I think a lot of the hate kind of fuels like this longevity of a meme. When people don't quite understand it, they, they're telling you like, that's dumb and move on. This is this, you know, the more you have hate, I feel the, the, the longevity of that meme will just last way longer. You know, it, it won't die as quickly. Um, so I think that's, that's part of, you know, having a good meme is, is actually having some hate behind it. I, you know, I do agree that with that take, right? Like there's gotta be something with a meme that really drives a reaction out of a certain group, you know, because in a sense, the meme in and of itself, like you got to have thick skin if you're certain, because everything can turn into a meme. I'm a true believer of that, right? Like it is about the situation. It's about the context. It's about the momentum, but you know, everybody can fall victim to becoming a meme at one point or another. So like you said, you know, there are going to be some people that just never learned how to take a joke in their lives that are going to be offended by that. So yeah, like it does have to evoke some type of reaction from somebody because otherwise it's not really funny. Right. Um, I'm going to kick it over to Goody now. Goody, what you got? Yeah, what's Goody? Um, I, was just like to add to that, like mimetic culture is something that transcends, you know, art and NFTs and, and all that kind of stuff. It's something that's been around for a, a long time. And like, if you look at, like, you can look and point it at a lot of like meme famous people that over the years, we like know who they are and even track the, their lives at this point based on like one time them being a meme. You know, you, you talk about like the, the angry cat or the, the girl that was making the face or this or that. And so when you get those things and then combine the ability to make money off of like mimetic culture and I'll reference it because it minted today, like Hasbulla, like how many memes are there about that guy? And the meme culture is kind of what drives it because it's not only transcends art, but transcends language. Like you can kind of interact with a meme no matter what language you speak. So I think it's one of the things that's going to keep being a meta of uh, all of this because we all love memes and it's all easy to get behind no matter where you are from or what language you speak or all that kind of shit too, you know? Bro, you know, hey, I will say, Goody, the one thing that I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't have in your commentary there was the What's Goody song. Like, I was really looking forward to that. I, you know, I, Fuck. My uh, girlfriend I, 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 is, no, my girlfriend's there, in, this... my girlfriend's in the office. She's taking a, a, an actual work call right now. So I let her <laughs> wire into my, my sound system while she does that. I was like cringing as I came off mic, not being able to do it, dude. I know. Okay, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but like friends hold friends accountable, and I gotta, you know, keep you in check with that one, PP. What you got? Yeah, one thing I want to touch on was what uh, Funky brought up earlier. Is you know, like some of these things are popular for a short time, and then they fizzle out and die. 
Um, I think what he was kind of referring to, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like the like the floor price or the price action. Honestly, like if you want to find <laughs> memes that are lasting, uh, find communities and find meme makers that keep making and putting out memes regardless of the floor price. Because, uh, I mean, you look back at Penguins, like all that we went through, like our community was still like thriving strong. Like even like when we had like, you know, the worst times ever before, before Luca took over, um, like community was still strong. They were still outputting memes. Um, so yeah, don't let the floor price fool you. Like if there's life, there's life. And, uh, I think that's what memes are. It's just a sign of life and a sign of culture. Uh, Goody said it best. I think you need to have a sense of humor to be a good NFT trader too, to be honest. A lot of people just don't get jokes for whatever reason. Yeah, and one thing I'll, I'll point out too, what Karate said, you know, a lot, a lot of times that memes are hated. One thing I've always done, um, and I'm not going to do it this cycle, is I've always faded FUD. And this, like this cycle, I'm not fading FUD. If, it's, if something's getting FUDed hard, I'm at least going to have some sort of exposure to it because oftentimes, like, they're – their angriness like on the timeline is fueling the fire um i mean you you saw it with feet picks i'm not gonna show feet picks here because i think <laughs> i talked about when they're at like 0.01 eth but being like 0.14 eth is a little crazy but that's one of the things like people can't stop talking about and like honestly don't fade fud that's my advice Yo, bro, just quickly, please tell me that you're practicing basket, you know, practicing your handles right now, <laughs> sharpening up. Like. Yeah, no. So my five-year-old just started uh, basketball practice. Like, <laughs> okay. And so, like, I'm out here on the courts with him um, shooting and oh, talking. I love to it, you. man, bro. I, I need – I have been spending so much time just on bases, doing anything else, you know, in pursuit of the hustle – that I, I like, I haven't gotten myself to play any basketball recently. I need to get back to it. So shout out to you for being out there with the sun, though, family above everything else. Um, Elok, you got your hand up. What's going on? Yeah, this reminded me of like um, the Sunium days, like <laughs> back when like the old team would like say, "Hey, something for Penguins." They were like, "Oh, the stuff's coming out soon." So then like. We started like Sunium, so I like drew up like the Hopium bottle with Sunium on it, and then like between when like Luca was buying the penguins, and like we basically had no team, so it was like three months of just like the huddle just vibing with like no team, and like I made a website so like everyone could like get Sunium on their penguin, and then like you just go into the Discord and like people are like did we get bought yet? They're like, no, Sunium. And so, like, the meme of just, like, waiting around, like, with Sunium kind of, like, gave us power to just, like, be patient and, like, wait for Luca to buy the company. So, like, we all just, like, didn't give a shit. We just fucked off and, like, inhaled Sunium for, like, five months. Yeah, sorry. I was just posting out something. Um, I, and this goes for anybody that's in the audience real quick. I am going to go ahead and give away Wonky Stunk. Why not? So we're going to do that during this space. Here are the rules for the Stunk giveaway. Um, basically, just like and retweet. Actively be listening to the space. Um, and post your best memes in the comments 
And we're going to go through that at a certain point and select maybe a final, like, two. And I think that we'll have a vote-off for the final two in the audience for what the best meme of this space is. Um, no criteria on it whatsoever right now, but, you know, I feel like it'll be a fun way to be able to engage, get get everybody plugged in. Um, so Our, yeah. our co-host disqualified, just out of curiosity. I mean, hey, if you want to throw just, yourself into the mix. <laughs> I'm at the courts, man. I can't meme right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, opportunity to win a stonk, opportunity to have a little bit of fun in the process. So make sure to like, retweet, get in here, and make your best memes. And at a certain point, we'll go through there and we'll give away that stonk to somebody here in the space. Um, but, you know, why not for the culture? Not just one. So, All right. But... Yeah, the contest <laughs> is officially over. I just checked the memes. Rooster did actually win. Congratulations, Rooster. No, I'm just messing. No, definitely, definitely going longer. I'm going to give Rooster's odds of winning about 0%. But, it, I mean, it's not a bad meme. But I'm just going to give you 0% because I'm pretty sure you stole that from Megatan, too. Oh, these have to be, like, recreated them? Well, I mean, okay, they don't. Just share whatever the hell you want. I don't know. We'll figure it out <laughs> as we go. There's no – like, that's the the best part about doing something like this is you kind of can make up the criteria. So um, – but Rooster is disqualified. <laughs> so one thing I'll point out, too, uh, Cleo, is, like, power of the meme, I think, if you want to be successful, extends past Web3 and crypto. Um, so, like, even if you're not into crypto, you know about Dogecoin, right? Because – People have talked about it. It's been on SNL. Um, and so one thing I think Pudgy's doing really well is you look at our Giphy. <laughs> and people who are not even familiar with Pudgy are using our gifts like on a daily basis. And that's huge to me. We even had like a sitting U.S. senator use a Pudgy Penguins gif. That's like memetic culture. Oh, I agree with you, man. Karate. What you got? It's uh, it's crazy you say that because the other day I was with a buddy and he nudged me and goes, "Dude, why is it that every single gift that I search to text people is a freaking pudgy penguin?" And I use them. I use them all day, every day. I send them to people at work. I send them to people, you know, my parents all the time because they work. And he loves it. You know, he doesn't even have any pudgy penguins. I mean, but it does show you the power, the potential. It's the same thing with the Chubbyverse friends, honestly. Like, why I think the Chubbyverse friends have potential. You look at just how visible they are with some of their memes. You know, whenever you're searching Jiffy, same type of thing. You know, they don't have quite as many views as the Pudgies, but they're up there, right? And views equals visibility equals brand recognition equals traction. I think they have more. And, like, shout out to the Chubby yeah, they were the because they, yeah, they were the OG, like, GIF makers. Like, we're not going to lie. Like, we talked about it at NFT NYC. I don't know if you guys, like, did it earlier, but I was like, why aren't we doing this? You know, like, it's the perfect way to get exposure. So, yeah, Funk, you, oh, go ahead, uh, you were saying, like, the different levels of, like, memes. So, like, what's like the gold standard of like blue chip meme? Cause like 
I love like crypto memes, but I also have like a soft spot for like prequel Star Wars memes, and sometimes I roll <laughs> over prequel Reddit. And like when they had that like Padme Anakin like meme template, then that like blew up broader. I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like the prequel memes Reddit like hit like the major league because like they have a meme template that like everyone's using now. I, I think that's totally true. My thing is, like, if you see people starting to use memes, I mean, that's the dream, I think, of anybody that makes a meme, right, is to see a meme get added to the meme, you know, image gener- image generator site or something like that. Like, the, the uh, I think the, the probably the one that, to me, seems like it got the biggest and broadest in the last three to five years was the distracted girlfriend meme, only because, like, it, it could be used in so many different instances and it was remarkable to see how it could be used that's one of the other things about memes that i think is really interesting is that every every community whether whether you're in crypto nfts or in you know whatever maybe you're a sports person or maybe you're into barbies i don't know but like everybody can create with a template they can create a a a joke for their culture and that's a really cool thing right the distracted girlfriend thing was so big it was just getting mainstream coverage all over the place and, you know, you know, the meme has gotten successful when the people in the meme become become famous, like Harold. Harold's another one that, like, I love. And at the beginning, Harold, like, was just this kind of very small, tiny little meme that blew up because the guy is charming. You know what I mean? Like, Bro, what is Harold? charmed by him. It, uh, Harold, H-A-R-A-O-D. That he's the guy... That's got like he, he's weirdly a white, uh, an old white man with a with a beard. Um, uh, but he's the guy who looks like he's always kind of in pain in some ways. Like he always looks like he's hurting, but he's trying to smile through it. Like he's it's a really amazing meme because it just it just perfectly personifies how you have to do stuff all the time that you may not like, and you're stuck doing it. So to me, that's like one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, and I think the um, anytime you can find a meme that like you can like tie to like everyday situations it's odds are it's gonna be a successful meme like the chris uh rock slap from will smith like right when that happened everyone was like memeing it like left and right and like our good buddy uh iceberg he said i'm so tired of this and so what did i do i made a chris rock uh getting slapped meme and chris rock was uh icebergy and then will smith was actually the meme itself so it was like super meta so <laughs> like you saw the meme like, as a whole and then i put icebergy's profile picture on chris rock and then will smith was just like a smaller version of the meme uh so i think <laughs> stuff like that where it just kind of takes over your timeline it's just so funny Yeah, man. I mean, I can think of countless ones. Like you said, the Chris Rock one, whenever it popped up with the Will Smith thing. Like, dude, those were everywhere. And, I mean, that's the thing, though. There are some memes, I feel like, that have shelf lives. Some don't. Like, do you guys remember, like, there were two memes that I think back in my college days were incredibly popular that I don't see around anymore. One of them was that baby that makes the fist, right? Like, and then the other was that Brian kid that you know Brian. was kind of the bad nerdy. luck Brian. Yeah, <laughs> dude, scumbag Steve was the best one. Scumbag Steve was one of the best. Like everyone knows the scumbag Steve. That's why it's so funny. It's relatable. So I think this is correct, but um, I think bad luck Brian, like that, actually came out as an NFT, and the guy, like Brian himself, like sold it, and then it immediately turned around, like the buyer 
sold it for like a hundred X. So like the meme live throughout the secondary cell. And I think scumbag Steve is doing cameos or was doing cameos for a while. So if you really love scumbag Steve, <laughs> yeah, you can go get a cameo. Scumbag video. Steve up there. I have no idea who scumbag Steve is. Oh like yeah, that. you you'll no, know. I don't. No, no, no. He's got like no, a... you'll recognize him. I bet. You'll okay, I, I might recognize it. But you know, if anything, this space may turn into an educational space for myself because I feel like you know, especially within NFTs, where you see meme culture drive so much value, recognizing memes to also be able to recognize potential that are in certain projects, it's important. So, you know, I'm fine with turning this into a history lesson if we have to. I have a really good one that, that actually goes all the way back to my attack of the show days, that this is for, this is for the old people and maybe a lot of young people don't know it. There was a, there was a guy named Tazon Day and he had a song that was called Chocolate Rain. That was really one of the first big internet sharing memes. If, if you're not familiar with it, Google it. I think the YouTube video has like a hundred million plus views now. But yeah. I remember, I, I remember when this came out, and it was like remarkably, remarkably fast spreading for, especially for what the internet was at the time. But he became that this video made Tayson Day into like an internet fixture for a while. Like he was basically booking. He was booking like I love the internet TV shows off of it for years. So that's a good one. That's a good history one. Well, but bro, Tazon, not only that, like that's a good one to bring up. He still pops up in a bunch of NFT spaces. I remember I was on stage with him one time. And bro, I, I, I haven't fangirled over too many people and I don't know what he's doing in this space. Maybe he's a grifter, maybe he's legitimately interested. I'm not sure, but I kind of fangirled there. I asked him for a rendition of Chocolate Rain Live and he gave like <laughs> one line out of it and bro I, I chills because it took me back to that freshman sophomore year of high school time frame whenever that first came out and um yeah man i mean it just you know like it, it, there are so many of those that are transcendent that people are able to establish and create their whole careers on whatever mean that they end up um you know they end up finding success from like bro i saw a video the other day of the charlie bit my finger kid from youtube and like oh, apparently yeah, like that 40 guy, now right just, <laughs> i don't know how old he is i think he's a lot you know, like he's a lot younger than 40 i think he's like 18 or something the kid owns a yacht from his <laughs> guy, oh my you know, god the charlie bit my finger. incredible so i think uh funky one of my uh things on the resume like for like my reel that I sent in to get on attack of the show was I made a meme of the, I like turtles kid and it was him being interviewed by Bill O'Reilly. And so that was like one of my first internet memes was basically taking that and turning it into a derivative. So. Funky, it's funny you mentioned that attack of the show. Cause I remember specifically like that episode and like attack of the show, like, with the chocolate rain. Oh, do you really? That's amazing. Yeah, I remember. That guy was like, I mean, we ate it up for like at least a full week, I think. We did all sorts of fascinating things. Like, my favorite line in that is always where he, he leans away to, to take a breath. It's like the weirdest fucking thing. It captions it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. All right. Hey, I've got something for the people on stage. Um, you know, so if we're giving away the wonky stomp to somebody in the audience because I'm lazy as heck and I want good quality memes up here on the top of the feed, here's something that y'all can do being on stage. You can help go through all the different submissions and you can pin them up for me. 
Just like that, we have just a bunch like, of requests to come on stage. <laughs> exactly. Immediately, everybody's requesting to come on stage. I don't care. I've got even quality speakers. Like, it's, you know, our memes are real, and we're, we're going to get to track. We're going to chuck up a couple memes of themselves to get this going. Um, and actually, you know, the funny thing is, with that, Rooster actually stepped down and left. I, I feel like he felt the pressure of it and just left oh, the space guys. completely. Or am I rugged right Guys, now? Like, I uh, no. I thought, I, I don't want to talk. minutes and nobody else talking. Can people hear me? Yeah, you were, you were cutting up there for a few minutes, but you're back now. Oh, God, no. Yeah, yeah that's right. like all of it. Pain. I don't uh -oh. know if it's it sounds me, like you got right. Yeah, I'm like I'm here in hell. Now, what about now? Are we good? Yeah, you're back, bro. Yeah. You know what the issue was? I forgot that I didn't have my Wi-Fi connected. Uh, I, I think you muted yourself. That would have been a perfect Dude, opportunity. I, I keep muting myself too. What in the world am I doing here, man? I like I am fumbling the dang bag here. But okay, did y'all hear hey. about the rules of of the feet picks? No, we need a TLDR. Did you, did you see the song, like that just came out? Biddy Biddy Bag's got a, a feet pick song from the song a day guy. Oh, just when we thought it was over. No, I just what? I just pinned it. I just just scroll to the left. I just pinned it up there. Dude, this is never gonna end. We're never gonna hear the end of this, dog. I, I can't find so. it. We are stuck with the feet picks. This is insane. Yeah. Speaking of meme makers and history with Funky Donk, Song of Day Man actually has history with Funky Donk too. Song of Day Man was actually my intern as well at G4 at one point. So there's a lot of deep connections here. Jonathan and I, uh, uh, Jonathan was a pretty early intern, I think way before UPP, but he was an intern Back like when uh, way before Attack the Show, I was at G4 and I produced a really bad news show called Pulse, which was a video game news show when I was just a, a wee a wee kid. Um, and Jonathan was my intern there. So yeah, my my uh, NFT connections still go deep. But I'm I'm I gotta watch this Pete Pick song now. I can't believe Jonathan pulled but, this off, but it, it is what it hey, is. Actually, you know? PP, can you can you play it like via? No, you're not near it. Dang it, uh, dude! I can play oh, this, uh, dude. It's so it makes so much sense though, Funky. Like, uh, people from Attack of the Show, like being in Web three meme culture, because that's essentially what the show was before. Like, even crypto, like even Bitcoin existed. 
Yep, yep. By the way, here I can play it if you guys. I'm at a computer if you want to hear it. I can I can maybe play it, Kaleo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. Let's okay. hear it real quick. Let's see. Hopefully it'll sound okay. Oh wait, shit. You know what? Hold on. Let me see. I gotta. I'm on my headphones. So I gotta pull off here one second. No big deal, man. We'll get it pulled up whenever we get it pulled up. Like I remember, what was the one that he did? He did one recently that I actually really liked. I think Yuga paid him for something, or was it? No, was was it Ethereum that paid him for something for the merge? It was the merge song. Like I actually, there were a lot of people that gave his merge song shit. I actually thought that it was pretty catchy, bro. Like I, I sat there and listened to it a few times as I was watching ETH tanking. Also, his Penguin song got us through like the yeah. hard time. It, we had him on as a guest for chilling and just hearing some of his stories was incredible. Like he did like there's like an iPhone uh, thing that happened back in I think 2014 and it was like antenna gate. I don't know if you remember that, but like the phone would like cut off your like phone call if you held the phone a certain way. And so Jonathan like made a song about it. And I think Steve Jobs like liked it so much that like he played it like a like an Apple conference and so <laughs> he gets he gets like a phone call, uh, like and he's in the shower and he like it says it's from Apple and he's like, Okay, I'll answer it. And it's like, hey, Steve wants to know like what you want for the song. And he's like, Whatever. And so like he just told him like I wanted an iPad. And so like <laughs> like he he made this killer song and all he asked for was an iPad, which I think is hilarious. Dude, that's that's amazing. You love to hear Fonky, you got it? I got it. I will tell you, it's. I think it's a song, even though it was suggested about feet, it is a song about feet, not about feet picks. So I'll play it. It's a minute and 45, so uh, I'll keep an eye on no, it. About feet. I think it's about feet picks, though, because it's for bitty bags, and she has a lot of feet, yes. too. So. Yeah, so it's still is. Okay, here we go. 26 pounds, 33 joints, more than 100 muscles and tendons and ligaments. That's GPT now. Yeah, there's the feet. It's the feet. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm hearing some of the words he's dropping. I'm like, okay, I guess he easily could have gone to Google for them. But I wonder, do you think now the song at like how many of these song a days do you think he's using Chat GPT for? I don't know. I know Jonathan. I think he actually is. I think he's writing a lot of these things. One of the things that's really cool about what he does is that like. It's actually a, a real move to try to be creative every day. I don't think he is, but you never know. It's a tool. People can use it. You can do it. <laughs> been doing it forever. Bro, I will lie. I, if I were stuck on a verse, I would sit there and drop it and say, hey, here's what I got. What's a good line next? <laughs> like, Give me something good here, please, Lord. Well, sometimes he'll read like white papers like verbatim, which are like, really dry. <laughs> I guess you got to do what you got to do if you got to do a song every day. You've you've bought into this idea. It's there's some days you're just gonna want to read a white paper. 
Well, bro, I respect his hustle because, I mean, it's the same thing that I said I'm doing with the songs, basically. <laughs> a space slash multiple spaces every single day until it sends past a new all-time eye. So, like, I, re- you know, sometimes you have to have something drive you, some type of hustle. Maybe it's not quite as creative as writing a song every day, but... You know, hey, man, I mean, sometimes <laughs> coming up with different topics, whatever else, you know, it's not as easy as it seems. That was always the best thing I will say. So I worked at the Attack the Show for like five, four, three, four years, I guess. And I worked at the Tonight Show and Late Night for about eight. And one of the things I miss about making TV every day or just making comedy every day is, there's a real thing, and this kind of goes to meme culture too, I think. There's a real thing that if you have to turn something out, that it, no matter what you have to do it, you produce something and you don't sit there and stew over it forever. I think that like trying to make stuff every day in some form or another really makes a big difference. And and with memes, I think it's a good example. If you, I, I've been trying to make a few more memes, very specific, very topical memes lately. And if you just get into the habit of just like doing it and pushing it out, doing it and pushing it out, doing it and pushing it out, even if they're not all the most perfect memes in the world, you get way better at it really fast. And I think that's like a key, not just to to this stuff, but like kind of to everything. Like don't get too precious and just like make things as much as you possibly can. Love it, man. I mean, hey, another thing too, just in general on that topic, it's like, I I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday. It was just about the topic of action, right? Like so many people make goals and they talk about things that they need to do and they've got things weighing on them that they should do. But, you know, you can just sit there and push them off. And a lot of people wait for significant events like New Year's, right? Because they're like, okay, well, this is a reset or they wait for their birthday or, you know, they're forced into some tragic situation where for one reason or another, you know, their back is against the wall and they're forced to make a change. But you know what? Like, I, I was just sitting there and like something that's been weighing on me for a long time is like ministry used to be a huge part of my life. Right. Like I loved spending time like, you know, basically mentoring high school kids, working with young life, doing that type of stuff. And over the past couple of years, I just haven't done it. And I was just sitting there last night and I was like, you know what? F it. Like it's been since it's been since the pandemic that I haven't done anything with this and I've got no excuse. I've got more free time than I've ever had. So like texted the old area leader that I know and, you know, just said, hey, like I want to go ahead, step up, sign up and do this again. Right. Because like there are things that, you know, again, like I have felt that conviction for the past couple of years But, you know, actually going out there and doing it is something completely different. And, like, I feel like the excuses that you make up in the process are, oh, man, well, you know, I don't have the time for it. Like, I'd rather do X, Y, Z. But, man, like, whatever it is in life, I mean, I again, like, if there's something that you know you need to do, it feels way better to just sit, you know, freaking do it, right? Like, and. I don't know. Yeah. Like when, when, it, when it comes to creativity, when it comes to ideas, dreams, goals, man, freaking like, don't just talk about it. Do it. Kaleo's now selling Nikes with his new hashtag. Just do it. Uh, no, I, I'm totally with you, uh, dude. Like if you sit on an idea for too long then it just stays an idea. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I recently put some stuff out and I was like, 
I was just so in my head about it. And finally, like just massive amount of people were just like, dude, just do it. Like you're, you're ready. Just do it. And, and I did. And it was been nice. It's like a kind of a relief. Like I should have done it a long time ago. Um, but just excited to push forward and continue. So it's, it's good to just do it. JD, welcome up to the stage. I think one of your first times up here, how is it going? Your bio says Reddit avatars collector. So, I mean, if you're from the Reddit background, you're all about meme culture. How are you doing today? Thank you. Yeah, it's my first time in this space. Uh, I, I'm really liking it. I'm pretty new to crypto Twitter, so I'm, I'm always on the lookout for new spaces because I'm, I'm, I'm vibing with it. I'm enjoying it so much. Um, but I wanted to touch on something. I didn't hear it so far. Uh, maybe somebody else mentioned it earlier. Memes are such a good way to connect with people and to connect with people across like languages, across platforms, because that's what you know. a lot of people from Reddit came onto Twitter, and it was really weird, really scary scary <laughs> really unfamiliar and memes are one of the ways that made it all so much more uh so much more fun so much more familiar because everybody can laugh at memes like i was i was posting and resharing these these crypto memes about taking losses and shit like that because everybody can relate to that you don't need to know twitter or reddit or whatever and that's one of the powers of memes i think that it just it, it's so good at connecting people and um you know bringing people to together that and it's it's honestly one of my favorite things of any social media platform or maybe even the the, the internet in general these days so tell me who does it better reddit or twitter i'm gonna make enemies i can't make enemies like that <laughs> that's that's too difficult i think no 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 no, no. like they like you, you, here's the deal I think that it's way more respectable to have an opinion and be able to share that opinion than it is to, you know, try to appease both sides, right? If you always try to appease everyone, then, you know, you're never going to please anyone, right? Like, just be yourself. I think authenticity speaks louder than anything else. All right, so I'm I'm still gonna give you a kind of a politically correct answer, but it's it's truthful. Um, it's different. Like Twitter is better at the raw, the raw memes, the emotional memes, the memes that just feel like you just found them. Like, I don't know the the fresh memes. You just pluck them off of the meme tree, right? It, it's just better at that kind of vibe. I feel Reddit has this different kind of taste. They like more either more shit posts or more polished memes that are you know are beaten to death some other people will call it you know <laughs> reddit really likes to overdo things and it's enjoyable but it's different uh, yeah so that that's that's the difference between the two platforms and i i enjoy both of them yo and hey by the way if you don't want to just keep the conversation going don't worry about the hands i mean if it gets out of control i'll re-implement that but yeah you know if you've got something to comment on what somebody else says feel free to go ahead and chime in so one thing i'll comment on jd's point is i used to be a huge reddit user and i would say that reddit's more of a curated experience uh, when it comes to conversation flow uh new memes because oftentimes when you go to these uh subreddits it's like you see the hot posts. You don't see the new posts. You have to go to the new posts if you want to see everything. But the default view is always like hot topics. So a lot of times new posts will get buried if people find them like, you know, demeaning or if people find them offensive or something like that. Or a lot of times they won't even be seen. So it's more of like a curated experience brought to you by 
uh, people who are like so hardcore in the community that they're going to go to that new post and up, up ticket. Um, because if it gets downloaded, a lot of times people aren't going to see it. You don't have that on Twitter. Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, I also moderate like few big subreddits. Uh, one of the main issues, I don't know if it's an issue, but what you'll see is that somebody will post something that's really funny. Um, that's just, you know, funny, enjoyable. It gets to the front page. It gets lots of views. And then for the next fucking two weeks, people would just keep posting derivatives of it and copies of it. And then, like somebody will post like, look at this weird, you know, grocery shopping list or whatever I got. And then for the next two weeks, you'll get loads and loads of those kinds of posts and they all get up voted i don't know people like them but at the same time they will get dozens of reports of people being like it's a repost it's boring delete this shit it's it's so difficult it's such a fickle mistress like the reddit hive mind i feel that man it's got to be tough i mean it's a little bit similar with twitter but the difference is i mean You've got your likes, you've got your retweets to get everything, but like I feel like in Reddit, you can be silenced a lot easier than you can be with Twitter. Unless Twitter decides to search ban and shadow ban you for posting feed pics. Um, you know, that in that case, like I think that Reddit might have a little bit of an advantage because I don't think that they do that strictly to accounts. Yeah, um, it's true. It, it's it's such a different experience, right? Because you have these different subreddits, which all have their own rules. So in a way, Reddit doesn't tend to ban people, uh, you know, easily. You don't really get silenced by Reddit itself, but you will get silenced by moderators on different subreddits that have their own little rules. Um, and if you don't like it, you can make your own subreddit. And lots of people do that. So you get all these small little ecosystems um, that are totally different from each other. Um, you have the same thing kind of in on Twitter as well because people don't see stuff that they don't interact with right the algorithm learns what you like and stuff like that but on reddit it's like real little ecosystem is like actually divided like that but it has its benefits it has it has its downsides but you know it's good I, I like having the choice like i'm using twitter i'm using reddit and i enjoy like having the options yeah, it's interesting that you talk about that because, like, I used to have, I actually came to Twitter from Reddit and I uh, used to have, like, a 14-year-old account and then, like, they just banned it out of nowhere and, like, said, yeah, you violated the rules, by and, like, didn't give me any uh, way to appeal it or anything like that. Whereas, like, I came to Twitter here and, like, <laughs> I don't know why the internet hates me, but, like, they they banned me here too, but I was at least able to get, like, my account back so i feel like twitter's a little more forgiving than reddit is like they just would not even respond but um on a side note i posted a reddit meme in the uh <laughs> in the submission that so it's kind of funny that you guys are talking about this because i just happened to post it so let's go Ups to mr e too kaleo he's been to like every single one of your spaces uh lately so it's fun to see him constantly showing up well, i appreciate you people also a new stock holder Yes, I bought one. I love it. That thing is amazing, man. I just happened to like find a really rare one that was like priced near the floor. I was like, what? It's like, how is this possible? And then like, it happened to be the same week, like on the chart. It's like October 2021. It's the same week I launched my smart contract, like October 24th. I was like, no way. And like on the chart, it starts going up on that day. So I'm like, this is the one I got to get. Like, <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'm a um, big fan of this uh, Mario Nafal meme a as a meme. Um, 
Yeah, I was about you know, to comment on it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I thought it took me two seconds. Because at first I thought somebody was giving me shit for, like, you know, being a Mario Nafal, whatever, impersonator for hosting a space. Even though that dude, I'm telling you, I mean, it, it's actually kind of genius, his hustle is. At the end of the day, like, he definitely bought a crap ton of listeners at a certain point. I mean, like, it's literally as part of his hype package for marketing and media. And it worked, man. Like, it, it freaking worked. It got him to the point where I think a lot of his audience now is organic. And he just grifts from one topic that he doesn't know shit about to the next. Um, and hosts these breaking news spaces. And the man knows how to freaking create an audience. I mean, as much of a grifter as he is, like, he's good at what he does. Yeah, it's funny, like, how he does it, too, because, like, he just, he gets, like, crazy volume, eh? Like, 10,000 listeners, like, it's insane. I'm like, how the hell does he do this? <laughs> well, dude, if you think about it, too, the average, like, I looked this up, because I was curious. I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing to drive some of his gate? And this is even before the FTX stuff. He actually had decent-sized spaces, and, you know, like, it's not that, when you look at the return, that you can potentially get from hosting a really riveting space as far as building your business and brand and being able to attract people to that. If that's like his main deal, then the overall return on that, like it's probably worth, you know, the 25 bucks that he's spending on the couple thousand listeners extra that he's paying to get there, to, you know, to get things rolling. Yeah, One thing, sorry, yeah, go on, thing too, I'll say about his uh, spaces is you see a lot of people, basically using them to follow farm because one of the things i found myself doing was like when he would have like these eight thousand nine thousand follower spaces i'd be like who the heck is listening to this um because uh, i don't have a problem like i don't think he's like the greatest interviewer but i don't have a problem with the content it's just like is it really worth like eight thousand nine thousand people listening and so like a lot of people would they would see that number and they would just hop in and as a listener turn their volume all the way down and follow farm. Um, especially if you have Twitter blue, because you always show up at the top of like the list of bubbles. Um, if you have Twitter blue. So I know that's a lot of, a lot of people follow farm that way, but honestly, like if you want my opinion on gaining followers, like in an organic way, hop on spaces that don't have that many, uh, and hop on like lower spaces because the people who are throwing them will like, appreciate you being there uh, way more than a uh, 8,000 or 9,000 person space. And a lot of times the content's even better. That's actually a really great point, man. Cause like, I feel like some of the best spaces I've been in were ones where it was just like, you know, five, 10 people, but like you really got to connect with like everyone as a result of that. Um, and then you see them in a yeah. the bigger space later on. Right. And you're like, Oh wow. Like that's cool. I met you in this really small space. Right. Yeah. It is funny how the market shifts too, because couple months ago kaleo i know you'll know but like your nft spaces they were like what like 80 100 people and now like it's funny to see them uh, pop up because everyone's interested in jpegs again well on that same topic though pp you can even notice a difference just week by week right like when everything was going insane a week ago you know there was there were probably double or more on average of the listeners in one of these and right now, when things have cooled off just a bit, you get that like little bit of sideways, a little bit of down, you know, you don't have nearly as much interest. But I'm telling you, it, it's the people that are still showing up 
whenever everything is not up only that I'm confident have the higher chance of actually making it and being successful, right? Because I've talked about this a million times. If you're only interested when shit's skyrocketing, you're, you're going to be exit liquidity every time, right? If you want the opportunity to actually be profitable in this space, you have to buy when nobody else is interested and hold some type of conviction toward that. Yeah, I always give the recommendation to follow people um, who are here during the downtimes too. Like, just because they're back during the bull doesn't mean they're the best follow. <laughs> no, a lot of times, if they have a lot of followers, they're normally dumping on their followers. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you say that before, PP, and I think that's a really great point. You know, it's like, uh, you know, like follow the people that are here now, like during the bear. You know, not the people that come back when when it's easy, right? You know, the people that stuck through when it was hard, right? So, like, that's why I respect um, each and every single person in this room right now. You know. Well, I, I do agree with PP. Huge red flag to most accounts that have like half a million followers or more. I would not trust a word that comes out of their mouth. You know, it's it's really funny that um, coincidentally, yesterday I was in a space and somebody else was also talking about how um, people go onto Mario's space to follow a farm. Uh, I won't call names out, but you know, they were talking about how they talk about. Well, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but yeah, he's doing the fake it till you make it thing, and you see that you see it so much. There's this anecdote. I think FedEx, uh, when it was starting out, they had like two delivery trucks. Um, they and and they they uh, numbered them. So the one truck they numbered truck number one. Uh, the other truck they numbered truck number seventy six or something like that. So that when people would see it, they would be like, "Oh shit! They you know they have X many trucks. That's kind of impressive." But, you know, total bullshit. Um, we it happens so much. I also know the Reddit founders when Reddit was just starting, they would just make alt accounts, just dozens and dozens of accounts and post shit just so that it would appear as if people were actually using it and you know if you keep doing it long enough with a bit of luck uh people will actually come to your space your your you know your company your platform and you can actually pop off oh yeah definitely man i mean it's all about consistency right i think a perfect example of that are like, you know, the Nifty Morning Show guys, for instance, with P.O. and Nick, where I think that they, by just doing it consistently every day over the course of the past year plus, they have built this loyal group of five. It just becomes part of somebody's routine, right? When you have it, consistency as far as a routine and make it part of a schedule, you know, I, I think that's where that consistency really starts to pay off, you know, or you could just be like me, shoot it from the hip, do it whenever whatever and like hey it works you know like they're they're decent amount of people that roll in like i enjoy the conversations enjoy the space but i i do think that consistency and you know scheduling there is some type of power with that as well but it's really like that for anything man you know it's even your content right like you're gonna sit there and you're gonna tweet into the void for the longest period of time you know whether you're dropping like straight alpha or whether you're dropping the best memes a lot of the time, like, that's not going to get noticed immediately, right? It's all about consistency and engagement and really con connecting with the people that are on here and branching outside of your echo bubble to be able to grow your brand. Um, Elok, what's going on? I see Hedgewind down in the crowd. We should bring him up here. Who's that? Hedgewind. I have no idea who Hedgewind is. Hedgewind, get up here. 
He's like the name master for penguins. I'll hop down so you guys can bring some uh, some more people up here. But I appreciate you uh, having me, and uh, you know, check out my meme. It's pretty funny, and uh, have a great day. Kaleo, you don't know who Hedgwin is? No idea who Hedgwin is. I don't think. Maybe I'll recognize their PFP. I'm I'm inviting him up to speak right now. Hedgwin, you know you have to speak. Just come up here. He's the one who like always does like the computer uh, voice uh, speak, but it's always like. He comes up with these scripts and puts them in. It's pretty incredible. Well, I'll be the judge of that, PP. I Hedgwin, will be the judge. Hedgwin, don't be shy. Come up on stage. Uh, yeah, Hedgwin, you can come up, not say a word, and then literally step down a second later. I just, I, I can't even find you in the crowds. Just accept it real quick. Goody. Yes, sir. What's going on? Yo, what's goody? Come tell a real one, what's goody? Yeah, goody, you're, you're as rugged as I was earlier. Um, probably better, though, because at least yours is silent. And from the sounds of it, mine was incredibly choppy. Um, but just figured I'd give you the heads up. Not sure if you got a call if the girlfriend rugged you. Or if you're just playing into the meme of throwing the hand up for, you know, the awkward silence that ensues from it. Um, one way or the other, figured I'd give you the heads up. I actually Did anybody heard else hear that? Yeah, I heard him. Kaleo Wait, did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard the intro music. The whole oh, stage no. heard me okay. except well, Goody, I got a, I got a favor to ask you then because I'll drop Twitter down. Spaces sucks like this sometimes, and it picks one random person that you can't hear occasionally. It looks like you're that person today. If you could leave the space completely, then come back, I'll invite you back up. I want to hear that music again. I can, I can. I'll go. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking right now, so I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, he confirmed. Okay, perfect. Because I sat there in an awkward silence to give him time to reply to everybody else that could hear. Uh, but to me, it was just this awkward, silent, waiting, whatever. Um, but okay, you know, honestly, no idea who Edgwin is. This is my first time ever seeing him. So welcome up, Edgwin. You don't have to talk, but thank you for coming up on stage. You can if you'd like to. I'm not going to force anybody into anything, though. So let me tell you like how he works. Like, um, If you ever see his hand go up and he's a speaker stop everyone on stage who is talking and just let him let him tab it really yeah it's it's pretty impressive hedgewin uh give me a heart if you're able to do something like that right now if not uh, i'll be sad Okay, we'll come back to him later. You know, we'll give him a chance. It was kind of on the spot as far as coming up here in the first place. So, I, you know, I appreciate you having the courage to press the accept button, have people see your PFP. I know that that can be very intimidating sometimes, especially when you change that gray text underneath your name from listener to speaker. There's an assumed obligation that comes along with that and the crushing pressure of the crowd and the weight of really feeling like you're putting the entire space on your shoulders in that process can be intimidating. But I, you know, I, I thank you for having the courage to do it either way. You know, fists up for Hedgwin right now. Everybody in the crowd, please throw a fist up just for bravery Beaks right now. Big for the boys. Big for the boys. Beaks out for the boys. You know, another powerful meme that Dogs does hold. Tell Kaleo how Hedgwin got his penguin. <laughs> yeah, Hedgwin just, he joined my like four ETH waiting room space back in the summer for the Pudgies. And he like comes in with his like talking software and he's like, 
should I spend $20,000 on this penguin? And we're like, and I'm like making pizza rolls at like three in the morning. And I'm like, well, who's talking right now? Like, what the hell's going on? And then like literally a minute later, I just see the sales bot. This guy, this guy drops 20 grand on that tuft. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, who is this guy? And I, we, we don't know what his voice sounds like. We don't know anything about him. He's just a, he's just a penguin with a puffer jacket and a cigarette in his mouth and a villain mask. And that's just who he is. So absolute legend you know what else do you need to be punter you've got i'm sorry i got rugged by a call what's going on i was like oh shit is he not gonna be able to hear me and then i'll and then i'll have to get kicked out like my boy goody but uh hey what's up everybody uh now, now i'm like all like amped up for this hedgewind guy like are we gonna like find out like what's going on but uh just real quick clay i wanted to pop in I love the the title of the space, like the power of memes, because like, uh, you know, the meme cards by 6529, those things are going ballistic. I've been watching like, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of like MFers, wrecked guys. I'm pretty big into the Pablos. I just feel like the memes are going to outpace the PFPs in this next run. And uh, I'm glad like people are focusing the, the spotlight on that and, and making it like a topic of conversation because uh, I, I really I'm bullish there. I mean, hey, you can look at even, you know, Punk6529, what's his collection named? It's literally named the freaking memes. And, bro, I don't know what's going on with that collection. I know there's some massive sales that happen, and then there's, like, you know, it's always up there on the top of the volume charts, but I never see the floor really moving with it. Like, I'm not sure whether there's, like, some wash trading going on or, like, he actually has that. Like, one way or the other, I mean, they're up there as far as relevancy. Yeah, you, 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 not to step on you, but it's kind of weird with the floor because I've been poking around in there a bit more. And like the way that OpenSea does the floor is based off the lowest common denominator, whatever the lowest floor of, because there's a bunch of different cards and each one has a different supply. So you'll have like the rarest one right now has a 23 ETH, you know, it's trading for like 23 fucking ETH, you know? And then you've got ones that are trading for like 10 ETH, 3 ETH, half an ETH. And then, you know, the reason you see 0.3 Kaleo is like that's probably like the lowest common denominator and that's what OpenSea chooses to do. But there's a lot uh, there's a lot of bullishness and interest in that collection. You know, that makes a lot more sense. It's embarrassing that I haven't really checked it out more than I have. Um, but I mean, point being, again, power of the memes shows the potential in this space. Goody, welcome back. Let's try round two. Hit us with it. I just want to point out that's the power of being an influencer, folks, that we will all 100 or 200 of us will capitulate to one man not being able to hear the intro theme song. And I had to make all of you listen to it twice in one day. But that's okay. Um, no, just while we're on the subject of the meme cards, like Punter said, it, it's an interesting collection because each one has a different um a, a different quantity and so each one can be valued differently so that floor price really is like for the lowest common one but that's why floor price is such like a shitty metric to measure things by like in general floor price is one of the things that fucking controls us and i can go into a rant on that but that's another time but i just had a friend literally today and i can pin the uh i'll try and find the tweet and pin it but um just had a friend actually trade a crypto punk for 
a whole set of meme cards from 6529, um, like literally just now. Uh, so it is something that people are bullish on the power of memes. And like Punter said, like that whole CCO meme culture as well, because they just go viral and they go viral on a non NFT basis. It's not, you don't, even with NFT memes, all the SBF memes, for example, is like you didn't need to be in the NFT or crypto space to enjoy a bunch of memes about SBF and people who were no idea what was going on at that time still knew what was going on mostly because of the memes going around on like Facebook, Instagram, and all those other platforms. So this, the whole culture is just like very marketing friendly in and of itself. And it, you know, leads to a lot of other people like kind of jumping in, jumping on board without even knowing they'll share that meme of a pudgy penguin or something like that without even knowing what the fuck the project is. But it's just like free marketing at that point, you know. But if a buddy of mine is that bullish on six five two nine, the meme collection that he traded a fucking crypto punk just now, I'm gonna try and message him and get him in here to explain why. Yeah, definitely get him in here, man. Would love to have that perspective too. Um, dude, that's freaking wild, though. Like, I, I mean, I have seen that taken off, but again, you know, it, it shows you, bro, how powerful it is if somebody's trading a freaking crypto punk which are you know like right next to apes as the blue chip collection for a whole set of memes and i get like you know the influence of 6529 and everything that he's done too but it's incredibly impressive man like you know the, like memes are what drive value in this freaking space Speaking of that, K Money, welcome up to the stage man you know one of the king of the memes himself you know if it weren't like and i'm Maybe, maybe, I'm sorry if that's offensive, but I would classify your videos as a category of meme art in and of the, you know, themselves. I'm not sure if you would classify them as that, but, you know, definitely appreciate what you put out there with it. How's it going today? Good, man. Good. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I would classify them as just a mental disorder, uh, but, you know, we could uh, just, you know, call it whatever we want. Uh, dude, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, glad to be on here and fucking love talking about memes and like this space. Uh, that's like one of the things that like really drove me here. Um, cause like my background in crypto was like, you know, just the standard 2017 investing into safe things like, you know, uh, these lending platforms with 3 million percent APYs. Uh, and then I, I got back in it once like meme coins became a thing. Uh, and so after, you know, meme coins went down the fucking drain, uh, shout to Vitalik, shout to Elon, shout to China. Uh, yeah, then I found the NFT community and I was like, wow, this is just like meme coins. But uh, instead of, you know, just being on Telegram, uh, just spamming who the fuck is selling, um, you know, we have Twitter and like just stupid JPEGs. So I really enjoy this. Bro, I freaking love that backstory because it's so true, right? You know, like the safety of this space of just these million percent APY coins, like, you know, it's something that a lot of people that are investing in those million percent APY coins that have seen them crash to nothing are too afraid to invest in the safety that are the memes of the NFT space that you know, actually have held their value relatively well throughout this. And like, I won't lie, man, the memes are what attracted me to this in the first place. I mean, I'm not sure, K-Money, I don't think you followed me throughout the summer, but, you know, pudgies are really what got me a little bit deeper into the rabbit hole of actually trading NFTs. Like, I had the Wonky Stonks project forever, but, you know, like, actually trading it 
was waiting until shit kind of crashed, but I just saw so many freaking like, you know, cute flightless birds on the timeline that eventually was like, I can't fade this shit anymore. And I had to dive into it. Yeah. Like for me, like I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like I'm, I'm not a very smart human being. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not going to be the one that's going to like tell you, you know, the technical analysis of things and the fundamentals. But one thing I do understand just like, you know, have, like being a comedian is like, I just understand culture and I understand like memes. So it's uh, it's pretty easy to kind of trade NFTs, like uh, like especially like if you're looking at, at it based off of those things, because, um, you know, for instance, if you see like a certain meme starting to pop off and you're seeing like a lot of people like uh, talk about it, then you could kind of like build like a narrative around that. It's like similar to like meme coins in the sense where I remember uh, like that's where I had like most of my success was like with meme coins because, you know, I would see uh, I would see come rocket, you know, just start going to the moon. And then I would then go look at like what other, you know, sexual tokens there were. So I would, you know, invest in the MILF ass, uh, whatever, like pussy coin. And then, um, yeah, I mean, like they like a, a rising tide raises all memes so it's uh it's pretty easy to kind of like trade through those like meme narratives of things uh it's similar with like you know you saw pudgy penguins just start fucking going absolutely parabolic like the past like month or so and then of course you see sappy seals can't buy pandas and like all the other cute uh kind of meme nfts like doing well as uh as well well bro you know the funniest shit now i'm thinking about it where i really started to come across your account too was when I would tune into those Goblin Town spaces. <laughs> like, I'd see you up there, and I would, I don't know, man, the Goblin Town spaces just evoked such a visceral reaction within my inner core where I just, there was part of me that was laughing my ass off to the other part of me hated them so much. But I think everybody else was in that same boat, and that's why they had such insane popularity and you saw him freaking take off after that were you actually like you know did you have some goblins at that point or were you just up there supporting the memes dude i was just up there supporting the memes uh they, they, like because they were all doing like you know like their uh they're like bit in like twitter spaces where they all just make fucking goblin noises and like grunts about like burgers so like i didn't want to just go up there like everyone else and like participate in that i want to participate in my own way so i was just playing the role of like a innocent bystander just trying to fucking order a burger um and yeah i just like had a lot of fun with it uh probably the worst trade i've ever made i i, I bought a goblin at like i think eight eth uh <laughs> no, I, I i ended up selling it for like 2.8 eth uh at four in the morning outside of their event while i was like really drunk going on a twitter tirade about them and then uh ended up you know taking a piss on a mcgoblin burger visor uh, in the middle of times square uh which is apparently on sale uh on ebay for 2500 dollars. so shout out to whoever picked that up uh <laughs> Dude, that's insane. So I mean, you're telling me then you're a feet picks maxi now, bro. I'm, dude, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like I, I got so many of those just because it's like, dude, like they're so fucking stupid. Where I was like, yo, like, like, like it, it's literally like there's just always one dumb ass fucking like project that just absolutely moons for no reason and just does not deserve to like have the fucking valuation that it does. Uh, so. 
yeah, I, I, I got some. Then I remember I, I saw, you know, you po like posting like your charts and I was like, dude, this is like, this is the echo chamber that I need to support like my terrible financial decisions. Uh, so shout out to you for, you know, just drawing lines on a chart to make me feel like I made a <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. I don't want to be the influence that influences somebody toward that type of debauchery. <laughs> um yeah man i mean it's it is it, it, it is funny though bro i mean that's why like when i saw the people it, it was the same shit like i felt like i missed out on so many memes before that i had to like just get a few just for the culture right you know because if shit's ramping up then you never know what memes gonna take off but you know whenever you see something that pisses and this is what clicked for me with those why i did buy them because pp came on a state or a stage for a space of mine Back whenever they were like .001, whatever, he had just minted them out, and they were saying, hey, Cleo, you need to check this out. I was so pissed at the idea that he brought up feet pics on the stage. I was like, no way, ever, any day, will I touch these things. I don't give a shit if they run up to five ETH for the sake of my dignity, the sake of my pride, the sake of who I identify myself as a man. I am not buying feet pics. I don't so care if they're pixelated. I don't care... What the hell, Bill? <laughs> I went on this passionate rant, and, like, the next day I aped into, like, 20 feet picks. So your reasoning for aping into them is the exact same reason. Like, I bought, like, minted them and, like, bought, like, right after mint because I was like, all right, these are so bad um, that people are going to be talking about how bad they are and how dumb they are. And, like, one of the things that I've always done, like, every single cycle is, like, I've always faded dumb shit because I'm, like, I don't want this. It's like, why would I want it? And those are the things that always go to, like, freaking 8 ETH, like, goblins. Like I, like, I didn't want goblins because they're making goblin noises in the space. I was, like, this is not creative. I hate these things. And then I just faded them all the way up. And so that's why, like, I wouldn't recommend buying feet now. I, I, I recommended buying them at, like, .001. I still hold a huge bag of them, but I'm not like if you buy these things, like it's not a good financial decision, but like they're so dumb. Like it, people are going to continue to talk about those. So you need to think about stuff like that. Don't fade FUD like fading FUD's the worst thing you can do in a uh, like like culture that's like fueled by memes. You know, the craziest thing, like on that topic of not fading FUD, this would be so terrible, but I think that it's true. If SBF launched an NFT collection, I think it would just shoot to like double digit ETH. Like, I, I think people would be dumb enough that they would just feed him their ETH again, willingly, because they've seen what he's done. He's done on other things and like somehow he could make it all back from just one NFT collection. 100%. Like, we've seen this thing with something like the, the squid token, right? After it became obvious, like abundantly clear that you could not sell it. That was literally like, you know, the, the biggest scam a token could possibly be. People were still putting their money into that. People were still thinking it was going to pump. Um, I 100% believe that, that SBF, yeah, it would pop off. But that seems to be the theme recently, right? With, with like famous people or like famous meme people 
launching meme collections. Like I just noticed the Hasbulla uh, collection that apparently sold out in like 10 minutes. I never heard of it until just now. I saw it on the OpenSea trending page. I know the the kid, like, you know, I pinned it up top if you don't know the kid. Like he's a big meme. But yeah, first we had Trump. Now we have him. I think this will become a theme. Like people will keep doing this and yeah. they'll keep popping off Dude, probably. I want to buy the Mr. Beast one. When a Mr. Beast comes, I feel like that might be the most obvious play of all time, dog. That's going to get botted. That's just getting botted right now. Like, Russia is going to be botting that shit to, like, win the Ukraine war or something. Like, they're, like that thing is going to be, like, the most minted, like, the fastest minted thing. It's probably already, like, minted out and it's not even out yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, you you got to go with the hype and, and the memes. And that dude, like, I don't know about Hasbro. Like, that dude is, like, he's funny, but I don't think he can keep that going for, like, you know, longer than a week, but bro, there's, there's zero way Hasbro's collection maintains any value like six months from now. Right. Like yeah, just like, that, that thing that's alone, Cleo makes me want to buy it. That's just trending to zero. Uh, I mean, I'm not mad about it. Like go for it. It'll probably pump up a little bit right now, but like six months from now, you think Hasbro gives a shit about trying to run an NFT project? Like, like I'm being serious here. Do you think that he gives a shit about continuing forward with that? I mean, if that's the case, let me go ape into some Milana Trump NFTs on Soul that I don't even think a minute out yet, right? Like, you know, there are different metas that we can follow if we're going to follow that train of logic. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Hasbro kid, like, you, you look at it, it's one of the reasons why, I mean, a lot of people are so bearish on NFTs for that reason. They're like, oh, well, you know, every single influencer, every single celebrity is going to drop a collection. It's going to go to zero, whatever, whatever. I, I kind of agree with that in a sense. But in the process, it onboards people to the idea of NFTs. And all you need is a fractional percentage of those people to stick around to bring in more unique buyers, drive into the ecosystem, and really drive value to the quality that's actually there. Um, we've got whatever <laughs> man back. Whatever man, what's going on? Yo, what is going on? I will provide an alternative perspective. Might be a hot take, but I will definitely provide an alternative perspective. So for the people that are saying, you know, Hezbollah is going to do this and that, maybe you don't know that they've actually had this collection a year ago. It was on a different chain. And then now they're bringing it over to Ethereum. So how did it do, well, though? The first one? Yeah. Like, how did the first collection do? I, I, I'm sure they had a collection. Like, there have been, you know, look at Floyd Mayweather and how many collections Floyd Mayweather had, like. You know, did they all do well? Well, so technically speaking, um, if you look at the first one, it minted out whatnot. It has a decent floor, um, better than most of my projects. Um, that's one thing. But is this an is this an ETH one or is this a Soul one? Like this for his is first one. The, this is his first ETH one, but the Genesis was originally on Polygon, so now it's like come to ETH. But um, <clears throat> The thing I was going to say is, honestly, it's, it, it, you know, NFTs are a bit of a weird thing because, like, everyone thinks that they know what's going to happen based on the things that have happened in the past. And I don't think that's actually true because um, one of the things is the, the NFT space is so in beta, like, and I think we forget that, like, you know, there's a lot of Yuga Maxis, 
just like there were like Bitcoin maxis. But then as time progresses, there's new chains that come out. There's new blockchains that come out, new tokens and stuff like that. Uh, technology evolves and people evolve with that. So sometimes trials and errors lead you to do great things, right? So um, in order to understand what I'm talking about, uh, Twitter spaces is a big fact, right? If we look around, um, there's a there's a ton of people, ton of people that have gathered uh, a crazy amount of influence on Twitter. And now that they've got like so much clout in terms of like, uh, you know, engagement and all that, um, they're taking that to do their uh, Twitter spaces shows now because, you know, all of a sudden they have this engagement. And that doesn't mean that, you know, their previous engagement wasn't good, but it's just that they've evolved with that technology. So what I'm saying is even when we talk about, you know, certain projects, and I'm not saying that I'm like a Hezbollah Maxi or, or whatnot, like, but what I'm saying is try to zoom out a little bit. You know, like, uh, so when we talk about uh, the title, NFTs and the powers of memes, technically, this is an, uh, a kid who has become an influencer, right? Before he even got into the NFT space, he was influencing uh, sports and entertainment because he took the world by storm in the UFC market. So most people that don't even know anything about NFTs know about Hezbollah because they're like, oh, he's, you know, connected to the, the previous world champion in NFTs like Habib and now Islam, who is also, and he grew up around these people because they're all from the same uh, neighborhood and all that. So it's like, oh, like, obviously he has a connection from like the, the UFC world. And then you have the, the, the meme culture aspect of it. And that's a complete different like genre, right? So you have uh, a guy that has influence not only on culture, whether it's sports and entertainment, but also uh, the meme culture. So I technically disagree with what you're saying. You're saying like, oh, this is going to zero or it's not going to, where is this going to be six months from now? So um, I don't know. I Like what makes us so bullish on some of these other founders and projects of NFTs that I have never heard of, right? Like as an example, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm like fighting or anything, but what makes Luca so special, right? Like Punchy Penguins, that's dope. I love the fact that they're so cute. Uh, they're memeable. But people, if they're backing uh, Luca, like what what is it that you're backing exactly? So, Well, you're backing an entrepreneur that has a track record that like exceeds what any other founder in the entire space has like done. Yeah, You're backing an entrepreneur that has generated over a hundred million dollars in revenue multiple years in a row versus like a celebrity that has people running a project for him. I, I'm not here to no, fight or anything. No, I, like, like, like I'm, I'm bullish on Hasbullah. They actually made a one of one of me in it. So like, that's pretty cool. But also, <laughs> Uh, I, I like. I just think the comparison of like Hasmala and like Luca is like no, the no, craziest. that's not. No, no, no. You're reading. You're not reading between the lines properly. So what I'm saying is like, <laughs> what what I'm saying is the reason I, I dropped Luca's name is because we're quick to to pick up on on certain people and say, oh, this guy is going to lead us to glory. I would I would make the same uh I would make the same argument for like say people that are like Yuga Maxis and stuff and say, oh yeah, Garga is amazing and this and that or Gordon Goner is amazing. Cool, cool, cool. 
So I, I completely understand for certain people that are movers and shakers of technology and innovation. But you got to remember, these things take time, right? So just bro, to, bro, hey, bro, has bro. I'm going to let Punter you know, go. You know, no, guys, you're not even reading between the lines of what I'm saying. Comparison is the thief of joy. No, 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 but I'm not, I'm not comparing. Can I just okay. say as okay, well, okay, like, if me... you want to. Um, I'm, I'm just going to butt in real quick and then everybody can get back in here. So, my, like, my thought on it is, is this, man. It's, like, it's tough whenever you are driving a project and you don't have that audience in the space right like for instance even myself right like whenever i started the wonky songs it was a free mint whatever else i thought it'd be easy to have just this immediate traction and this immediate success with the project because of my name and because of the audience because of the fact that i had a very crypto native centered audience and it was something that hey like i worked on worked with it did that mean that it ended up propping itself up to glory immediately? No, right? Like, you know, it was a long, hard, slow grind with it. And, you know, I get Hasbro's audience is like on a completely different scale, but I just look at it. It's they're bringing new people into the space primarily. I think the average person that is looking and incredibly interested in that mint may not necessarily be this crypto centric, crypto native person and i think it's a lot more difficult to have lasting traction with that and it's not that it can't happen right but like the point being i think that him pouring into that project has to be you know he has to do it and not saying that he can't do it and i understand the punt that somebody can take on that right like i understand the power of the meme of hasbullah and you know everything that he represents and just like you know, he's got a lot of diehard fans with it, right? Like, I'm not saying that it can't happen, but the average person that has a lot of that going for them has to do two things. They have to cultivate trust within the NFT space. They have to cultivate that. And I get he has that former project, but, you know, like, again, looking at it, doesn't look like it completely flopped, doesn't look like it did anything incredibly special either. So you just ask yourself, okay, if there wasn't even really this demand for that previous project, why would he even be launching another 10K collection outside of just, you know, grabbing a little bit more cash toward it? And that's, you know, like, I'm sure he's got some narrative that he's put out there to paint toward it, but I'm all about actions. Like, you know, show me rather that you like prove that you can make the initial selection or the initial collection successful before you just dump and add more to the ecosystem it just doesn't make as much sense to me again doesn't mean that it can't be successful but that's why i personally avoid that type of mint yo kaleo can i add to something just because it like um I'm, I'm not trying to refute anybody's argument like i said at the beginning of it i just wanted to provide an alternative perspective i do try to provide value uh, instead of just like I'm not here to engagement farm or anything. Yeah, but no, I know, and I respect what you've got coming so, up to it. Like, definitely respect having you know another. I mean, hey, it makes for a more interesting conversation. So, so I definitely yeah, appreciate and, it. and like I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I guess what I, the the point that I'm I was simply trying to make, and it doesn't uh, do myself like I'm not doing myself any uh, service here because I I look like a maxi because I have a Hasbulla PFP. So please ignore that. Obviously, in in this whole uh well converse uh like discourse or whatever but um so okay even even the person behind the project let's say it's the actual celebrity right um i found out today that this guy actually uh declined uh dms and and like promo videos with drake um and other people because 
um, the religion that he practices uh, doesn't actually um, is technically forbidden to to be in that kind of scene where like the music industry and, and all that stuff. So I think there's a, a certain set of values and ethics that he believes in because of his faith um, that allows him to do certain things in terms of like morals and ethics. Now, I understand it's a very, very, very touchy topic, especially when we're talking about, you know, this world of finance where half the fucking people in here are, you know, degens and gamblers. Um, I understand that's part of the equation, but that's also something that's technically not talked about a lot. Whereas like... And I get that, whatever, man, but somebody can have a really good heart and they can have solid intentions even going into something. But... I'm telling you, as far as like a track record of being able to work through adversity and like, yeah, but, you know, continue no, no, to no, hustle but, on a project whenever that. And yes, I understand. Yeah, but like Zagabon, if we're talking about a track record, like, Zagabon, you want to talk about Zagabon? Let's talk about that. Like, did he have a track record? Look where he is, right? Bro, like, bro, I, I'm just saying, like, name name me one in like, you know, outside of crypto native influencer mint that has really had continued viral success within the space. Like I'm struggling. Bro, what are you talking about, dude? Lana Rose is still building. Okay. The space is so new. (laughs) That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. The space is so new. I don't think it's easy for us to, to, to compare certain things because the, like we're, what? Even if we, even if we could, if, even if we talk about anything, like how do you have a foundation for, you've got to be able to take what information that you have at hand to be able. So like, you know, again, personally, with the momentum of what happened with that min- minute out in five minutes, whatever else, bro, I bet it does something like what Trump did probably has great initial success because everybody recognizes his name and goes into it. I'm not saying it's not going to have that. I'm just saying, like, I have a hard time. Like, it, it's tough. I want to see you work and, like, gain that traction, that lasting power. And if he's doing that, man, like, I'll be a buyer of the dip uh, of that type of thing. Hey, one thing I want to pipe into, um, whatever, I just gave you a follow just because of, of your passion, but you did say like, uh, I don't want to get into comparisons. And like one of the first things you did was compare Hasbulla to, uh, Luca Nets. No, so, no, uh, man, I did hey, wait, 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 Dude, I, I, I followed you. Give me, give me like two seconds. And like, honestly, like the first part of this space, we're talking about like how memes like transcend language and transcend, like you don't really need to talk a lot about memes for them to work. And honestly, like you've spent the last 10 minutes explaining why Hasbro memes are going to do well. So just, I think honestly, I think they're a good meme. I think they're going to do well just because Hasbro has such a good following. Um, But like, I would pace yourself when talking about it. Like, let the memes speak for themselves. That's my recommendation. But you did just get a follow. But even even that, like, well, I appreciate you following me, like, straight up. That's cool. But the other thing is, like, just um, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't want anyone to think like I'm trying to be aggressive or negative. That's really, honestly, not my intention. And let, once once again, like, I'm I'm not trying to be a maxi either. And I'm I wasn't even here to talk about the fucking meme because. The thing that um, they did allude to was something about incorporating, like, you know, Hezbollah, even in the uh, UFC game. So, like, the whole fucking NFT space is talking about, you know, NFTs and gaming and all that. Can I ask, how how many, how many Hezbollah NFTs do you own, if you don't mind sharing? I'm just curious at this point. Okay, transparently, like, so that you understand how much of a non-maxi I am, and this doesn't really mean that I'm fighting my bags and I just like good discourse, I have two. 
and you can go check that on the block. Hey, and well, I, you're not an expert. Why am I listening to you if you only have two, dude? <laughs> I, I have hey. more than you. <laughs> hey, bro. I mean, exactly. let, let, let me say something. Let me say something or whatever, man. Bro, here's here's what I respect about you right now, right? Like, you know, it's obviously not the popular opinion on the stage, but what I always appreciate is being able to have a conversation with somebody, respect where they're coming from, respect the passion, get the different point of view. Bro, like, you know, you're not buckling over. So many people come up and they want to be PC. They want to be able to buckle under the pressure. They're afraid to have that discourse. So I really do appreciate, like, you know, I, I'm, I don't view you as coming up here and, like, shilling the shit out of Hasbullah. You know, like, I, I realize that's not, like, your mission in talking about this. Like, I just think it's a really interesting conversation about approach as far as understanding the dynamic of what drives a project to be successful and what doesn't. See, the thing is, like, you're absolutely right. And I think one of the, the points that I would like to drive home for everyone listening, myself included, is... The, the space is just not mature for us to, to know for a fact what's going to do well, what's not, what's rug and what's not. Because if anything that I've learned in history is money buys resources. So um, if a project hits like, I don't know, $5,000 in volume, well, guess what? You have now a certain amount of liquidity where you could buy some of the top talent to make your project go from a fucking shit rug to an actual sustainable project. I'm not saying that this would uh, become a sustainable project. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be so quick to say, oh, this is going to be a rug just because we know that how certain influencer projects become rugs. So the main point that I was trying to make is that unlike other uh, influencer projects, they mainly focus on uh, culture because that's what influencers are able to tap into culture or sometimes very rarely influencers are able to tap into memes right they're two separate technical genres whereas now you have this uh let's call him like an internet sensation right this person is able to tap into culture and if we're talking about culture that's why i said sports and entertainment as one of those cultures right and at the same time, there's this whole concept of memes that are that have been floating around in the last two years. And he's already been tapped into that. I guarantee there are certain people, even in this space, that only know this guy from the fact that they've seen gifts of him. They probably don't know anything more than that. And there's other people that don't know about the gift side and just being like, oh, shit, I saw him at the last UFC fight. So, K-Money, what's up, bro? I was just going to, um, because <clears throat> you're talking about how, like, whenever, like, you know, people have a lot of money, they have, like, a lot of resources, and they could become successful. And I was just going to point out the fact that I'm pretty sure Pixel Vault had a $1 billion uh, evaluation, and uh, I don't think they're doing too good. I'm not saying, uh, like, like I, I'm just I'm just here to, like, just play devil's advocate. Um, I have no, no fucking meme in this race. Uh I, I, I just I just want to like just remember like to clip the part where you're comparing Hasbulla to Luca, uh, just for just for future reference. Um, <laughs> no, I never I never did because even if you go back, this is a recorded space by the way. So even if you go back and re and listen to it, listen to the words that I actually spat. I never said that. Oh, that's the actual comparison that I'm making. I specifically <laughs> said I specifically said with the premise that hey, if we talk about meme culture and we look at the cute pudgy penguins, and then we look at the founder, 
why are we so bullish on that founder? And then you talked about track record. And I said, oh. yes, that track record, one of the things that track record does, there, there's no... Bro, to be fair, to be fair though, inherently when you bring up another person like that, after talking about another person being a founder, you say, what makes that founder more successful? It does sound like a comparison. Um, I mean, I think it is a comparison of no, no, I'm just trying to illustrate. But, you know, like, yeah, you know, I get that may have not been your point with it. But anyway, you know, like it, it's it's interesting shit, man. Again, like my challenge for anybody on this stage, though, I would love somebody to find one outside non crypto native influencer project that is just absolutely crushing it right now and like has a solid track record over a you know sustainable period of time that's been able to maintain that. Because I like, again, I, I want to learn something new and I want to be able to, you know, like I, I am all about expanding my horizons with that type of stuff, challenging my thought process and being able to like, you know, have that in my back pocket for the next time there is a conversation like this, um, you know, because it's interesting shit, man. Like it really is looking at it because these conversations that we're having right now are going to become so much more of a topic as the NFT space starts to pick back up, right? Like, you know, right now you don't see nearly as many of these as you did because the space isn't as viral as what it was, but it's going to get way more viral than it ever was. So these are going to be popping up left and right down the road. And, you know, they are something we should pay attention to and learn something from. Goody, what's going on? Yeah, I I mean, when it comes to that question, are you going to completely just uh, discount Gary V in or does he count as a non-crypto native initially? Because his, I mean, he's got two different, three oh. different ecosystems fully in, like the V Friends one, pretty high floor still. VF two is back on the rise, and Dude, he's a lot more active to begin this year again. I, I would discount Gary V, and the only reason why is because Gary V plugged in, and like I felt like he just made a full pivot to where that's all that he does, and he did it early though too. You know, he came in with the nft space right like when i think of the nft space and everything coming up it's not like gary waited for everything to really evolve and then started to get plugged in like i feel like gary was part of the evolution of the mainstream um hype narrative of nfts in general i can buy that you're saying he got into like early enough that he is technically considered crypto native in this space sorry jd i didn't mean to cut you i would definitely consider him nft native myself i mean if anybody else on stage wants to challenge that feel free that doesn't mean it's rule of thumb but you know whenever i saw everything popping up and whenever i think of the timeline of how things came up gary v was you know he was a huge part of it how about beeple does he count i'm not bro i i don't even like to talk about people he's too weird <laughs> like that shit i i had to mute people i didn't block him because like it's not that i don't like the guy but his shit is just like it's weird bro i i don't know i don't know much about people's background though as far as i know he, he just did digital art and he got into he got very early into nfts and he, he like brought it to the mainstream i guess like his art sold for insane amounts with nfts well i mean if you look at it though again talking about the power of memes i feel like that's what the majority of people's they're just graphic art memes that he produces daily right 
You know, again, it sh- if nothing else, it shows the power of memes and consistency because, that, I mean, that's my thing with anybody entering. I mean, obviously, I guess you could look at, you know, I think the best example of success from quote unquote outside influencers in this space might be like some of the photographers and stuff that have like a large brand and a large presence, maybe on Instagram or something like that. You know, some of the Sony Alpha ambassadors that have, you know, crushed it on super rare. Like I can think of a few of those. Right. But like. I feel like there is something that even when a lot of them came into the space, it wasn't this immediate success. It was, Hey, they decided they're going, you know, diving headfirst into this and they're taking it seriously. And I think that's like the type of shit that I'm looking for as far as, you know, I don't know anybody entering it. Like, you know, put your money where your mouth is, your time where your mouth is. Kaleo. Uh, full disclosure, I have five of these, but you see these checks that launched from um, Jack Butcher, who I kind of know more from like as an agency guy and uh, like an art director type, not necessarily a crypto native guy, but uh, it was a free mint. Uh, it's like a gamified thing. Uh, and they've kind of pumped. And I, 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 you know, just to answer your question, like, have you seen anybody come in lately that wasn't like crypto native? I don't think he would cast categorize that. And that's sort of what intrigues me about the project. Full disclosure, I do have a bag, but um, check out those checks, man. All right. That, I mean, that's a good example. So, you know, what do you think it is about Jack's collection that has made it successful, made it continue, you know, to have the hype and have the success that it has? Because you're right, like, you know, I'm looking at it and I, I have seen it for you know a couple weeks now and it really hasn't like you know i guess maybe a little dip here a little dip there but each one feels like it keeps running what do you think is the thing that differentiates it from a lot of other um a lot of other attempts yeah no so like you know it was free mint right and like sixteen thousand of them were minted and you know people are always going to be skeptical about a free mint right and then it goes 0.01 to 0.08. You know, you know it's, it's had its pumps and pullbacks. Like you said, it's actually traded quite technically. Um, you know, as a chart guy, you would probably appreciate that it's, you know, it's, test, it's, it's, hit, a, it's hit a resistance. It's come back and tested it for support uh, and, and so on and so forth. But for me, I really like the gamified aspect of it. And he's trying to do it as an art project, right? So it's like you burn X amount. You're trying to get, from what I understand, you're trying to get to the single black check. So you're going to have to buy a bunch of these play a game, burn them to try to arrive at something that's rare. And I, I think that sort of mechanic has just captivated people's attention and they're willing to throw money at it. You know, plus we're a bunch of fucking degenerates, right? Well, like Punter said to add to that is like rarities determined by like your uh, combination, like evolution of them, basically. Like you combine them to evolve it into like a more rare check version and, you know, burn molds. So the supply shock that people think is going to happen as things get burned and more rare checks come out. And so some of these checks have sold for decent amounts because the, you know, uh, people like the rarity aspect of it. And there's lower serials goody to that point. Yeah. Like people are buying 420 or 69 or one because they feel like as you burn them down, the thing that'll, the people will keep the lower serials. I got to hop Kaleo, but thanks always, as always for having me on the yeah, stage. Appreciate, appreciate up, it, brother. Crypto yeah, Jesus, we got a new person on stage, uh, you know, not not new to the spaces completely, but, you know, new as far as today. Welcome up. What do you have, man? What up? Thanks for having me here. It's good to see everyone. But, you know, I was just thinking about Damien Hurst. Uh, he had an extremely successful NFT collection. It's still trading pretty high. The floor right now is 3.64. Uh, he let people do physical claims and then all, uh, all the ones that weren't claimed he burned the physicals for it. 
And uh, he's not a, a very much NFT crypto native person, obviously. And yeah, the majority of the value there is because it's a fine art piece and it's Damian Harris. But he, uh, I, the credit could probably be mainly attributed to the people he collabed with. I, I forget the name of the company, but it was really cool. The website they had set up, you could see like splatter patterns, uh, the diameter of, of different dots, the different shades of paint and patterns and like uh, uniqueness behind naming schemes. You know, would it be fair? One of the trends I'm noticing here and like is a lot of the people that are being listed as kind of outside crypto pouring into the crypto side of it. it, it I, I'm not hearing any PFP projects, right? Like I'm hearing mainly some form of just like pure art driven initiatives. Um, so it, it seems like there's an appetite for the pure art side of things. But, you know, I, I am curious, can anybody think, and obviously, you know, I'm definitely all ears for this because, you know, even you guys bringing up all these like pure art artists, like, you know, Hey, you, you proved my initial point. I don't want to, you know, you proved my initial point wrong where there are a lot of people that are our quote unquote outsiders that have come along, had success with it. But I am curious, you know, are there any successful kind of outside whatever that have come in with a PFP project that have done well? Yo, Kaleo, can I kind of try and answer that? Um, so, okay, you know, if I, I, I know that you're big in, in crypto, so this might actually resonate with you a little bit. Um, so, you know how crypto is obviously moves in cycles, right? Not everything pumps at the same time there's like you have your your maxi coins then you have your altcoins your shit coins all that stuff and there's different types of coins different kind of genres there's different types of um tokens that are trying to establish different type of things um whatever utility it is you know some some of them are based on um security some of them are based on commerce etc 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 and i think that's one of the things where you know we we're talking about track record earlier and i think there's time and the concept of time is a big part of this process we as you know an nft community we just haven't matured yet and that's the thing we're missing that time element that say uh, cryptocurrencies have actually had because if you look at cryptocurrencies um, as an example how many bull and bear runs have they had right how many cycles have they had they've had ups and downs like since i believe 2010 it's been happening um whereas how many how many cycles do you uh, count, uh, you know, this whole NFT uh, system to actually have had? So I think right now there's just not there's there's a lot of different genres and they all have certain projects. Um, I can't name because like, I'm not in front of my laptop, but there are certain uh, there's certain projects. That but are, are there? top of their game and they're in their respective genres, if that makes any sense. I'm not gonna I, lie. I know what of that. one. What are you talking about right now, like, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, real quick. Th there's one outsider. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, this is not. I didn't. I want to like sidetrack the conversation, but I just found it funny that SBF just retweeted Kaleo about tweeting about dude. The, the, dude like, no, do I, do I, I need to totally like that. that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I almost feel like I did. I don't know. I feel like I don't, I don't want know. that dude retweeting me. <laughs> You're just going to get hate, even though it's, it's like a nor completely normal tweet. Yeah. I'm Wait, gonna let us back. see it first. Let's see it first. I mean, but hey, 
maybe maybe I add commentary on it. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of just deleting stuff, but like it's I I do kind of agree with that. Like I know it's completely sidetracked, but like I it really probably is the best way of them extracting more value to be able to give back to the customers to be able to restart the exchange, right? Like, because that's their most valuable product they have left is the exchange. I'm not telling anybody to go out and use it, but like I'm saying as far as, you know, one, it's a revenue generator Two, you know, the actual software, everything else behind it, like, you know, there's got to be value to that. It had success. It had appeal. People liked using it. So, you know, different management, different whatever else that are running it, like, you know, I'm not saying they'd have immediate success, but they, I'm sure, be able to extract a little bit more value than literally just sitting on it. So, um, you know, if nothing else, the announcement itself, you can see pumped the the worthless shit coins and it inflates the value of the shit coins that they have on their balance sheet now that they can go back and dump in uh, into the pumps. So. So um, another title of the space is NFTs and the power of memes. And I just want to point out a quote from whatever uh, man is the space just isn't taking itself seriously yet uh, with his has profile picture. That was a great quote about a, uh, a space that's not serious at all. I honestly, I don't even think I said that. I'm pretty sure that said the space hasn't matured yet, but, I mean, it's recorded. You can go back and listen to it. If I did say that, then definitely my apologies. Because if I did say that, that's a brilliant strategic move on my part. Because that looks like a total fucking meme. And <laughs> I hope I get like ten k. It was it was either that or what you just said. I was like, man, like it was cracking me up though. Yeah. Yo, uh, either, like... either way, this is the this is the funny thing about Web three. Either way, like if you come on Spaces and you say some bullshit that people think like, yo, you're a fucking idiot. All of a sudden, you realize, yo, two hundred people followed I, me. Because I heard a thousand people fucking... say like that dude's name wrong three Lao last week. So I know, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, three Lao was the funniest shit in the world and i i went on i don't i don't know if it was on this stage or which some other stage i can't remember um and i've specifically called that person out because i was like yo this is really really funny i've never heard it before they they do that to me all the time and i'm like why can't you read that it's that it's spelling out whatever man like they could do it when you know they're reading out license plates on cars and shit but it is what it is. Different strokes for different Dude, folks. What's, what's but... Hedgewin up to? Hedgewin, you get stoned and forget about like the typing up whatever you're typing up, man. What's going on? Dude, I no, I, I removed him from the speakers because we were out of space on the speakers and I did not see any hope for progress. Um, so I yeah. had to Yeah, he DM I had to make part. the sacrifice. Yeah, he said like give me ten minutes just just in case. But I think I don't know, I just kinda lost track of time too. But Hedge I don't know what you're up to, bro. I'm not sure if Snoop Dogg uh, did like a profile picture collection. Maybe I missed it. But I think Snoop Dogg is like literally the only real outsider who went into like Web3 NFTs and he's stuck around. He's he's done. He's doing this DAO thing. He's doing multiple projects. He's advising on other projects. Like he's the one person I can think of who had nothing to do with NFTs before and went in and he stayed in and not everything is like pumping and and insane and stuff, but he's building, uh, which is, you know, more than I think any other influencer uh, who went in can say. 
I think his son takes a lot of the initiative around that because he's he's mentioned a few times like, oh, my son got me into Web3. He's at every single event he's at. He produces a lot of content. Uh, he's always doing spaces and podcasts and shit like that. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of carries the account on his behalf because I'm sure Snoop is plenty busy managing all the contracts that he has, making him a shit ton more money in uh, Web2 normie deals. I'm like, it's so good. But I'm just going to say it's a family business, even better. Rugged. <laughs> I'm generally bearish on like, um, like people what's coming up, into Web3. Yo, what's up, everybody? Some good conversation going on. I just wanted to congratulate Kaleo on the SBF retweet. Dude, persistence pays off. To have someone so noble vouching for the words that you write on this platform, I'm telling you, dude, your profile is going to blow up. You're going to be an influencer one day. Just keep grinding at it and uh, keep putting out that good contact, bro. People, people will figure out who you are one day. Dude, it's I again. I don't know what to do here. Like again, uh, I feel like I need to either delete or add more context there but i'm not proud I reply of it. to it saying buy wonky stock so when people click on it let's, yeah leave them- i feel like the best chance that anyone has who got rugged on ftx to make their money back is on wonky <laughs> so one thing dude i'll point this out agents is like he changed his name from actually agents to agents with the penguin if you're gonna be on spaces a lot i found this out the hard way but uh shorten your name as much as you can because it like like you know, you get the dot, dot, dot if you don't. Well, yeah, I mean, my name is just Agents. It just gave me the dot, dot, dot as a sign of respect. So it's <laughs> nice to know that Elon's cleaning this place up, you know? It's it's like the dot, 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 read more, click my profile, figure out what like I'm I about. love. I love Funky Dunk, but right now he's Funky D to me. Hey, you know, I'm fine with that. I can, I'll take it. I'll take Funky D. Why not? That sounds like a fun name on its own. I'm going to give you a good gift, Pee-Pee. So, everybody, Pee-Pee McGee is at 14.9 thousand followers. He's too humble to ask for himself. Uh, you know, he just does it passive-aggressively. But uh, follow Pee-Pee McGee. Let's get him over 15,000 tonight. Uh, that's that's what I'm doing for you, Pee-Pee. And Kaleo, keep grinding, bro. You'll, you'll get to 15K one day. A couple more SBF retweets and, and you're golden, bro. Dude, he'll get the fifteen k from like where he is right now from the more from the other. From the... <laughs> I can't even talk. It's funny. Shadow shadow band speed run any percent glitchless. Edwin um, said he's coming eventually. He'd have to walk his dog. So I'm I'm looking through here. I'm looking through the memes right now. I feel like it's you know it's coming up on time. I, I do think JD's, you know, he shared his own though. That, that's the only thing. Like, but I, I, I'm a fan of JD's. Is one of the ones up there. Uh, <laughs> but let's see what else. Name me some others. I, I, I need like you know at least two more to go in the running here. Yo, so I've been chilling in Meat Universe all day. Is Hasbula running? That's it's bro. You just—it's pumping. Let's not go back to that. Open up. <laughs> the space well, is just, not ready for Hasbro. Don't 
don't pin the tweets if you don't want people to read them, guys. Like, this is Spaces 101, Kaleo. This is why you have zero following, bro. No, I, I pinned that before, like, we started talking about it because I noticed it. And then, you know, a lot happened, and now we, we don't want to go back to it. <laughs> oh, all right. We're bearish on Hasbulla. We, we, we've moved on. I'm, but, you know, I don't know. I, so I've got that one up there. Give me a couple others. And then I'm going to have people vote on this shit. I, you know what? I might even make an executive decision. That might, that might be better. I'm, not I'm like the dude who walks in while you're watching a TV show and you're like 45 minutes into it. And I'm like, what did I miss? What are we voting on? Uh, we're voting on like the meme contest winner. So I had a bunch of people submit some memes heading into this and I wanted to pick the funniest meme. And honestly, none of them are really making me laugh. What's uh, what's the theme? Oh, there was no theme. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's because I did not give a theme that all of these suck. Are you uh, are you uh, what's what's the grand prize? A wonky stonk here. It is. All right. So everybody, here's your theme on on the meme contest do something about spf and the winner gets to floor a wonky stonk there you go we'll give them something to work with i'm just gonna steal something from reddit like literally none of the posts are SPF. what's up gentle I, I don't even want to give something to anybody right now like these are all terrible yeah, yeah, they're really no. Mine is pretty good. I made that. People nah, liked I'm, it. They were like, "Ha, yeah, losing money." <laughs> lazy. I'm gonna fill this. Where do we submit? In the purple button on the bottom right, right? Uh, you know that that can work too. And then, like, I just need people to pin it up here. I, I don't know, man. I'm just a little bit, a little bit disappointed. I'm, Dude, I'm, I'm about to dig deep into Bro, the just send it to Megatron. He's bearish on our memes, guys. He's bearish on our memes. Yeah, what a failure of a space. I'm about to just scroll through, and whatever meme that it lands on, I'm going to just give it to. Um, no, I submitted a meme, Kaleo. Judge me. It's about Funky Donk, too, actually. He's seen it before. Sorry, Funky. Yeah, that happened to me. I have to see that it. Happened I'm going to take a look at it. Okay, I found one I like. I might go with this. I think it's kind of funny. kind of resonates a little bit. Let's see. What else are we working with? My man's out here rigging meme contests, and he wonders why SPF is retweeting him. This is a meme dictatorship. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I'm just going to go go with that one because it made me laugh the most. Um, okay, so Jacita wins. Doja Cat. Congratulations, Jacita. Um, Gentle Tornado, welcome up to the stage. Yo, what's up, baby? Oh, my God. Let's go. I don't even know. I just had to come up here, fucking show love. Absolute fucking goats on this stage. And then I'm not going to lie, dude. I came up here to shoot my shot, Kaleo, because I'm sure you have 100,000, 500,000 DMs. You know what I mean? So, like, win GT Kaleo podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, it needs to happen. Like, I, I apologize. I got to get on that, and I got to make it happen. So, soon. Maybe, I, 
think I might be able to next week. So I can probably hey, I wanna set do, something up. I want to do what agents did for me for NATO. NATO's at 10.9 thousand followers. Let's get him to that 11K right here on this space right now. Well, can you do that for me? I'm, I'm at like 554,900 and 555,000 would be badass. I actually really want 555.5. But I really the, yeah, yeah, I'm more than happy to, Kaleo. For you guys who don't know Kaleo, um, he hosts his space every now and then. Uh, we like him. He's an okay guy. He's been in the space for a little bit. But um, he's got 554,000.9 uh, followers. If you don't follow him, I would suggest following him. He posts a lot of pictures of uh, stonks and uh, penguins. And uh, he's a good guy, good Christian man. Well, appreciate that. Um, hey, actually, quick quick aside, is if anybody's not talking and you could step down, let me know. I was oh, never mind. I was going to bring up Jacita, but she already decided she gave up on her shot. She shot her shot and she she stepped away from it. Uh, oh no, she's she requested again. So yeah, if anybody that is not speaking, down. Wants thank you, Kaleo. Down. Okay, appreciate it, man. Okay, I, I want to hear Jacita's reaction to winning this stonk. I, I think it's her second stonk she's ever won, though. I just thought about it. I didn't recognize her at first, so I'm like, yeah. I'm, like, fairly positive that she won one, like, a year ago. <laughs> Jacita, what's going on? Yes. I can't hear anything, yeah, so I've just been vibing in this whole space. <laughs> but um, thank you Wait, so much. Are you kidding you me? What the hell? Wait, thank you. This is the second one I've won. Okay. I fucking love the songs. I can't hear that. anything. Let's go. But thank you for the emojis. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, this has inspired me to write another wonky poem. Thank you so much. <laughs> love you guys. Woo. Okay. Well, thank you, Jacita. That sucks that you cannot hear this. We're hyping you up right now. We're we're hyping you up like, you know, like a deaf person on stage with just you oh, know, putting ever- all the positive energy out there. I actually, I everyone I just do the wow. Em- everyone do the crying emoji. Do the crying emoji. Yo, did you just say person? I'm it's done. messed up because they oh. took they took away the closed captioning recently. So like, did it's they actually really? not accessible for oh, deaf horrible. people anymore? Yeah, man, that's tough. But you know, it probably honestly saved them a lot of money. Like, I'm sure it's not cheap to be able to process this is a meme. The text. <laughs> I actually have a question for uh, uh, Gentle Tornado. You're a family guy like myself, right? Um, do you ever hop on these spaces when you're around your family? And what does your wife think when you're screaming at your top of your lungs? Yeah, um, you know, I appreciate the kind words, PPI. I'm a dad and a husband at heart. And uh, yeah, it's not good, to be honest with you. I say fuck a lot. And it's definitely not healthy to say that around my four and two year old because they say it right back. And then I get the look from my wife, and then I quickly get off spaces. So normally, I'll tell you this, this is actually funny. I, I need to, like, have someone secretly hidden in my house to follow me around when I go on stage and, like, get ready to scream. Like, especially on, like, Thread Guy's face. Because, like, I literally I'll go into my backyard. I'll, like, go on the side of the house. Or, like, I'll go in the garage, like, to get away from her. Because it's just the death stare that she gives me is just something that I just, you know, I can't deal with. So... And most of the time, it's me going in my backyard, and my neighbors absolutely probably hate me. But you know what? We're fucking riding out here, so that's it. You know, they don't know, but it's okay. We're riding. 
Well, I love you, and uh, anytime you hop on a space, it just brings me joy because I, I, I'm getting ready for the screams. <laughs> Let's go. The other day, I had a guy, uh, this guy Riggs. He was telling me that he was with his wife, and it was on speaker. He didn't have his earpiece in, and I went crazy. And she was like. Oh, well, you could keep coming on Spaces, honey, because you're not like that guy. So I was like, let's go, man. We got up some street cred out here. <laughs> Wait, what if... Have you ever considered that some people don't like your screaming? Like, some people probably have their ear... Oh, gosh. Here we go with this guy again. I mean, I mean I'm being... I would rather... Dude. <sighs> I don't understand. I don't understand. People like the screaming? Have you ever okay. watched Saturday Night Live and you know that Debbie Downer like, that, are, are you being serious here or is this like sarcasm? I can't tell. I don't like it though. Oh no, it's not. It's not sarcasm at all. Why would it be sarcasm? Saying, like... I, I removed him from speakers. I'm sorry if I overplayed my co-hosting boundaries, but I'm just tired of that guy. It's whatever, man. I personally liked the energy after that uh, pitiful meme contest. So sorry about that, Tornado. And and such a lackluster announcement and and non transparent choosing of the winner. I mean, I I really have questions about the entire structure uh, moving forward, Kaleo. I'm actually I just invited him back up to speak, whatever, because I felt I feel horrible about that. It was sort of like a gag. So please come up. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, hey, you know, at the end of the day, like when it's a dictatorship, the dictator decides the rules, and like it just happened. So, oh man, he left the space. Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a keep entering the contest, Kaleo. One day, one day, I'll win one. He left the space, and now I feel horrible. You got to DM him now. You got to go simp. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm, I'm going to be honest, so PP. I felt like it was pretty warranted. I, I actually have never heard anybody say that. So, well, to be fair, I think that he was trying to be sarcastic. He just wasn't saying it very well. Like when I heard him re-emphasize the points, I could tell he was trying to be sarcastic. It was just, you know, like sometimes sarcasm doesn't carry over very well. Terrible execution. I think. I think maybe he was trying to backseat drive this space. I mean, yikes, dude. Wow, he's got to take that back, dude. Yikes. Yikes. He scared away K-Money. Kaleo, you know he's talking about, right? (laughs) I mean, it is what it is, man. Goody, what what you got, man? I just wanted to – I'd be remiss in this whole conversation if we were talking about, like, non-NFT native people and I didn't mention, like, the fucking PFP I'm wearing, Adam Bomb Squad and, and Bobby Hundreds. That That's one that's not – you know, he's got a 25K piece collection. It's not like a, a floor price in the tank and it's non-NFT native person. But uh, not many people run around with these little, like, bowling balls with hair pieces like I do. Yeah, dude. I, I honestly like. I feel like I haven't heard a lot about Adam Bomb Squad in a while. I felt like back in the day they were pretty big, and then just you know, I don't know. Like it's one of those things. It, it might be because as the space has grown, it just gets more difficult. You know, your echo chambers grow larger, and then your sphere of influence for those grow larger. And if there's not a lot of crossover, it just becomes difficult for that type of content to appear on the timeline. But, you know, I think it's one of the important things to consider about this space in general is just that, you know, all because something doesn't cross 
paths with your echo bubble doesn't mean that it doesn't have like some solid community outside of that. Right. And the other thing that I forget about a lot, too, that I think is more prominent in the NFT space than it is with, you know, just crypto space in general, are that there are a lot of other social media platforms that some of these other projects are more prominent on that aren't really hyped up as much on Twitter. And, you know, I, I think that's another thing to take into consideration, even though I think Twitter still dominates the overall influence. There are other, other spheres of influence that you can sometimes forget about. I wonder if, if clubhouse is still a thing. Like, they never, they never migrated over to Twitter. Dude, I think there are a few of them. Bitcoin, I, don't, I don't think that it's anything with like what it was. No, yeah. Isn't that where the Bitcoiners hang out? Because like they don't, they're kind of like boomers. No, sometimes the Bitcoin maxis come into Twitter spaces, and then it gets really fun to argue with them about like why ETH NFTs are like an existing thing, or why Bitcoin isn't the end all be all of of everything. Like they. They've come in with some heat sometimes, <laughs> but they're not very uh, Twitter space like friendly. Yo, hey guys, I apologize having to do this so abruptly, but I did realize uh, the time got away from me. I do unfortunately have to cut off the space, um, but you know, be on the lookout. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do another one tonight. Tomorrow, for sure, we'll be back at it. Um, so make sure to be on the lookout for that. Appreciate everybody that came up on stage. And until next time, I'll take it easy. Later. Thanks, guys. You need an outro, Kaleo. Do 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 do. Outro song. <laughs>